0: Hello, this is Mary Lee and you're listening to On the Wings of Love, a Bachelor podcast. A Bachelor fanatics review and analysis of all your favorite Bachelor contestants. Okay, so we're now on episode three of Listen to Your Heart. And the episode starts off, um, we now have a final seven couples. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Eight couples left uh, on the show. And uh, so we start off. It's the morning after the rose ceremony. And you see Brandon by this like water cooler area. <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> odd. And he whispered to Julia. He was like, um, I just want you to know that I knew you were going to get chosen. And I didn't want to send Savannah home. So, okay. In quotes, he's like, I want to continue to talk and pursue something. And there's still something to pursue. Does that make sense? And she says like, yes. And he's like, okay. So I just like, am like, what is going on here? Instantly like, all right. He, this reminds me of being in paradise. Like a guy going, look, I knew Dean was going to pick you and I want to date you. So I knew you were safe until next week, but now I'm still into you. Mm -hmm. Just FYI. So, you know, Give me, give me some leverage <laughs> here. And here's what I'm thinking. I have two theories on this. Like, you know, either he is actually into Julia, and in the sense that he thinks she's a has a better voice. So I'm wondering, like. Look, he is a strategic guy. He's 34 years old. He has to be thinking about this from a career perspective. Mm -hmm. So he might have now at this point listened to Julia sing in the house. And he's heard Savannah sing as well, obviously, on the date. Mm -hmm. So I think either uh, one, he thinks Julie has a better voice and he would have more of a chance uh, furthering his career with Julia. Mm -hmm. And that's why he wants her to stay, because he thinks he'll be better paired up for a song or for a date and singing together in that way. So that's one theory. Mm -hmm. Um, My other theory is that he's really not into one of the girls more than the other. And that, you know, and again, going back to his age, he's 34 years old. I'm sure he has seen the bachelor before or knows what it's about. Mm-hmm. And if you've watched The Bachelor, you see him many a time on the last four or five seasons of Paradise, men and women will go back and forth between two people. So I mm-hmm. think he's totally playing the game. He's mm-hmm. playing the game of like, I'm in Bachelor in Paradise in this mansion and I can decide if I want Julia or if I want Savannah. And that's just like the way Bachelor goes. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even think he's thinking about this as if this was like real world situation. I right. think he's totally like glued into the concept of the show, and this is just what you do. You kind of like play around with two people. Mm-hmm. So those are my two theories. Either he's trying to get ahead from the competition angle, and he's trying to further his career, and thinks he has a better chance with Julia mm-hmm. because he reached out to Julia. It's not like she reached out to him. Right. Or he's in. He's not really into either. And mm. he could care less. <laughs> yeah. And he's kind of just like playing the field bachelor style. Yeah. All right. Sorry about that ringing. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on a second. So, yeah. What do you think, Chelsea? Yeah.
1: I, as you were saying all of this, I was wondering, you know, usually we see a lot more TMIs and that sort of reminds us that the producers are involved and they're like chatting with the producers a lot to try to process things. And maybe the producers are giving their input but I feel like less of a producer presence during this show. Maybe it's just because there are a little less TMIs or a little less like, I mean, it's just very clear that the producers are like with either The Bachelor or The Bachelorette, like helping them process things. Chris Harrison is talking to them more about like who they like more and all of that stuff. And I just haven't thought much about producers during this show. Um, so I wonder too, if he's like, getting some like if he's processing this with some of one of his producers and they're kind of giving their input or like thinking on their end like what's going to create more drama what if these two Mm. people are like fighting over each other um so i don't know like i wonder if there's any do you think there's much input from the producers So here's what I have heard from everyone who's ever been on the show.
0: Like they say, look, yes, the producers will feed you things like, oh, you can't go visit them right now. Like wait or Mm -hmm. hey, now's a great time to go talk to that person, you know? So I do Mm -hmm. think there's production in that respect. And I'm sure they're feeding them ideas like, hey, hey, by the way, like, how do you still feel about Julia? You know, hey, Brandon, like, hey, aren't you, are you, how do you feel that she was saved? Do you still, are you still interested in her? Like, what are your thoughts? He could have had a conversation with production the night after the rose ceremony. Mm -hmm. In fact, he likely did. However, everyone who's been on the show who has their own podcast, which is all of Bachelor Nation, um, (laughs) they basically said at the end of the day, you make your own decisions. So uh, especially, I hate to say this, his age again. I'm sorry. I'm in my thirties. He's in his thirties. No one can tell me what to do. And I do it without uh, me wanting to do it. Yeah. Like that's just who I am. I'm firmly set in my way, so to speak. <laughs> um, you know, I'm not a malleable early twenties person. Um, and some people are in their early twenties and are not malleable. But my point is, I do not think that production made him do this. Right. I think if anything, this is a totally Brandon. Mm-hmm. And so the idea has been spread. Well, maybe he's a player in real life, mm-hmm. but I truly, truly think that he is working this from one of two angles. Mm-hmm. Either he's trying to get ahead in his career. Well, that's number one, obviously. Mm-hmm. And he thinks, I I truly think this is the, could the option, because from listening to the women, it, it does seem like Julia has more of a presence on stage. Mm-hmm. Um, at least that's what we are all seeing thus this far.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I wonder if he is, um, you know, tuning into that and thinking that's how I'm going to get ahead. Or like I said, he really is not into either of them. He's mm-hmm. not going to date either of them after mm-hmm. this is all over. Yeah. So he's kind of like, all right, let me just play into the bachelor world that I can kind of go back and forth between each woman. So that way I can definitely get ahead from week to week.
1: Yeah,
0: um, I think it's. It, I think this is on him. So I'm not gonna give this yeah. pr- to production. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, I could definitely yeah. see so, that. So, so moving on to the the rest of the morning, mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: a bomb gets dropped. So I oh, yeah. Chris Harrison walks in, and he they all freak out. Right, like why is he here? We just had a rose ceremony. We just saw you. Um, but he comes <laughs> in and says, "Look, love comes first. Music comes later." And at this point, there'll be no more new arrivals, which I don't know. I think he was letting them know, like, hey, guys, paradise is over. Yeah, (laughs) that's all I can get because there weren't that many arrivals to begin with. But right. No more arrivals. And then the second main point is like, this is the time you have to have a conversation and have a really Mm -hmm. honest talk about the relationship you're in. So, again, I'm thinking back to paradise. This happens every season of paradise. Mm hmm. Usually we're weeks into paradise when this happens. And we've seen a billion people come in and out of paradise and you know, relationships, everyone's been on a date practically at this mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, he says, Look, you guys all have to all have an honest conversation about the relationship you're in. Um, could this relationship live outside of this little bubble? So I did the timeline just to give you guys some context. So the date that fast forward just a little bit in this episode, Ryan and Tasha end up going on a date with Chris and Lauren Lane that was filmed January 30th. Okay. So likely January 30th was the same, maybe this later this night, maybe the next day it was sometime within the la- a day or two or three from when this conversation with Chris Harrison happened. Mm-hmm. My point being the film started, um, production in early January and now it's the end of January. Mm-hmm. So we can guess that these people have been in this house together for at least two plus weeks.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: At least I would guess three, three, but you know, at least two or three weeks. Mm-hmm. So two or three weeks in these couples have got, these people have gotten to know each other. And mm-hmm. that's when Chris says, you guys have to make a decision after two or three weeks of knowing these people, could you date this person outside of this mansion? hmm. So, all right, let's just get through it quickly. Like, Jamie immediately seems like she's in La La Land yeah. about her connection with Trevor. Like, oh, my gosh, I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. Um, Sheridan, of course, says he feels strongly about Julia. No shock there. Mm-hmm. He is, you know, googly-eyed for her. Oh, yeah. And then, obviously, we know that there's going to be Savannah, Brandon, Julia drama. So, mm-hmm. we can anticipate that. Yep. But then, we got to get a bomb with Gabe and I want to talk about this for a moment.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: So Gabe says he, so basically like, you know, we see the Savannah drama being upset that eventually about Julia and what happens there, Mm -hmm. but let's talk about Gabe for a second. Gabe came up to Savannah after she had this little cry fest on Mm -hmm. her own. So Mm -hmm. for all Gabe knows is, It's time to admit your feelings and figure Mm -hmm. out who you want to be in a relationship with. Mm -hmm. So he comes forward to Savannah. She's on the couch outside by herself. Mm -hmm. Production clearly said, now's the time to go talk to her. Um, So she had been crying. He says, I know confidently I can only continue on the show if I was coupled with you. And she blanks and pauses and then says, look, there's a lot of qualities about you that are no brainers, but I don't feel a romantic spark.
2: Mm hmm.
0: And, um, and then she says, like, I feel like I'm letting you down. They hug. She apologizes. And he goes, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I think there's a lot of loopholes that we're missing here. Um, Because – and obviously, look, the show doesn't have time to show us every single relationship.
1: Right.
0: And I understand. But I feel like my gut is telling me Savannah kind of played him. Mm. Um, I could be totally off on this, but, mm-hmm. like, uh, I just – I'm not a Savannah fan. Okay. I'm so sorry. (laughs) I'm so sorry. Like my gut is telling me something is off with this girl and I could meet her and she'd be lovely, Mm -hmm. but uh, I don't know. I just, I don't think a guy would have the courage to go up to a girl and say that, that Mm -hmm. I feel confidently that you're the one I want to move forward with. Mm -hmm. Unless he's getting some sort of feedback of like, maybe she's into me yeah you just don't do that guys would not right. do that he would re- He'd rather go okay Savannah's not into me or hey Savannah like I want you to know I'm interested in you
2: mm-hmm.
1: but like
0: I just that's a very direct way to come to a woman yeah um and, and maybe that is just how Gabe is and maybe he'll if I ever interview Gabe maybe he'll say well Savannah just truly, uh, we were good friends and I was hoping there was a romantic spark, but I don't know. I just wonder how much time they'd spent together. Perhaps right. they'd had hours of one-on-one time, or mm-hmm. maybe they sang together. Even I, I just feel like there's a lot we're missing here. Right. And so I want to note that, mm-hmm.
1: um, yeah. What are your thoughts with that? It did feel like it came out of left field. And at this point I've, thought i remembered seeing him sing on a stage at some point with someone from a trailer um so i was like "Photo." i mean on that note there was a
0: photo released somewhere that it was of him playing the cello and she was like right next to him okay so i don't know if that's what you're referring to maybe i
1: think I, i just as i was watching this i was like oh maybe Savannah does get to like at, at that point I was thinking like maybe this is going to happen and I was kind of like I like Gabe so far from what little we've seen of him um he right. seems genuine and he seems I mean he's very adorable um and I was ro- rooting for him really <laughs> if he liked her I was like sure Savannah go for it um right but yeah it 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 did make me wonder, like, what have we missed? Because I don't think I've ever seen them have a conversation. No. And I kind of wonder, too, and this, again,
0: not that she's a villain for doing this, but Mm -hmm. I kind of think she was probably getting close to him and liked him as a person and perhaps Mm -hmm. keeping her options open. Mm -hmm. You know, like she had known Brandon had early on liked him. uh, Julia. Mm -hmm. So perhaps in her mind, she's like, well, I, who knows how I'll move forward with people and who knows if Brandon will get kicked off. And if that happens, I need to have another guy have a connection with. So, I mean, I I just wouldn't put it past them. Also, she clearly knows the bachelor. Yes. She did say on Rachel and, uh, the bachelor official podcast that, um, she watched the show. Mm-hmm. So I know she knows the game of The Bachelor.
1: And this is also the girl who, like, gave Michael, Michael was his name, right, the time of day? Yeah. That first night? And he was, yes. like, wackadoo. So, like... Oh, totally. It it also wouldn't surprise me if she had just been kind of, like, flirty by nature with, like, anyone and everyone, just in case. Yes. <laughs> yes. But and knowing think- that she wasn't actually into them, which makes me sad. Um,
0: I completely agree and I remember seeing a convo very early on with her and Trevor even Mm -hmm. and her asking Trevor kind of like, oh, how are you doing? How are you feeling? And he made it very clear in his conversation with her like I'm 100%. This was when Jamie was on the date with Ryan
2: Mm -hmm. and
0: she went up to him and they showed that, that like, Hey, how are you feeling? What are you thinking?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Hey, maybe they were friends, but Hey, maybe she was into him and was like feeling him out. Hey, yeah. it's only been a night. Mm-hmm. How do you feel? And maybe she's think he's cute. You know? so I yeah. guess what I'm trying to say is she didn't have a chance with Ryan from the start. Mm-hmm. She didn't, you know, if we look at the attractive guys, maybe Matt wasn't her vibe or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. They weren't vibing, but mm-hmm. I would not put it past her to be the girl who's like, you know, let me see who I'm into. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. I don't have a problem. I'm just trying to bring that up that I have a feeling there was more going on to the Gabe and, um, Savannah relationship. So again, with context of Gabe, I just, I love Gabe. Um, (laughs) I'm just a huge fan, you know, like from Mm -hmm. his first intro package, I just thought he seemed very genuine. And I was hoping he would go far just from his package alone. Um, and it seems like he's very well liked in the mansion. Mm-hmm. Uh, that being said, I want to bring some context real quick to our listeners. So, like I said, this was filmed in January and February. um the finale was aired. So eventually they go to Nashville, the mm-hmm. cast and the finale was filmed in Nashville on February 13th. Mm-hmm. And like I said, at this point in time, it's late January. Cause mm-hmm. we know that the date with Ryan and Natasha was January 30th. Mm-hmm. So let's go back a little bit. Um, I've started following Gabe on Instagram mm-hmm. and I saw a beautiful video of him playing with his father, this beautiful song his dad had written for his mother mm. on their wedding day or before their wedding day. So I watched that and then it kind of referred to like, Hey, check out old post for more details. Here's the story. Uh, basically a month prior to filming on December 2nd, Gabe lost his mother mm. um, to liver and pancreatic cancer. So That's tragic in and of itself, Mm -hmm. right? Can you imagine this guy's gone through all the process of, hey, you're likely going to be on this TV show and Mm -hmm. filming starts in January. Uh, And, you know, his mom's been battling this for years, but for whatever reason, she went downhill and she passed away early December. Mm -hmm. So he said, not only did that happen, um, he said, alongside this, my older brother, best friend, music mentor, had been waging his own war with some debilitating mental health challenges. Around the time my mom passed, he had packed up his belongings and left Houston unannounced. Mm. He sadly has been missing and out of touch since then,
2: Mm. going
0: on four months now, always praying for God to lead him home. Mm. So, oh my God, that like, of course, broke my heart and... For anyone to go through that Mm -hmm. in general at any point in life. But then especially like, oh my gosh, somehow you have to like put yourself together and look emotionally stable and feel emotionally stable and ready Mm -hmm. to like, I don't know, somehow start a new chapter in your life with like a romance a month into your grieving process. Like.
2: Yeah. Oh
0: my gosh! I just—he I, obviously is a strong man to even step foot in that house.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, and try to like process all of this. And and honestly, mm-hmm. he's—we never saw him break down. We never saw him cry. We never saw him like get really into the the throes yeah. of this process, so mm-hmm. to speak, which mm-hmm. many people do because it's exhausting. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I just wanted to share that. Uh, he had posted this recently. So this he posted in April
2: because
0: mm-hmm. uh, his mother's birthday would have been April well, it was April 21st. Mm. So, um, well, yeah, just really, really sad. And yeah. I, I wanted to share that with our listeners because. I don't know. I, I think Gabe's going to be one of those people who didn't get much airtime. Mm-hmm. He's off the show relatively early halfway right, through the show or mm-hmm. more than a little bit before halfway. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so I just, I would love more people checked him out. I'm sure he is a beautiful story that's going to unravel. And mm-hmm. uh, it, I don't know. It's just really sad to me, of course, that he's had to endure that. And this is his story and yeah. this is his life. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he seems like a very strong Christian man, mm-hmm. um, very handsome, soulful. I just think I think he's an. I don't know. I think he's a yeah. standout. Yeah. I would, of course, love to see him more in Bachelor Nation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you want to follow him, his name is The Gabe Baker. So that's oh. him on Instagram. If you want to check him out,
1: yeah. Wow, that's really oh, uh, that's really heavy and a lot. Um... But you can tell he, like, loves music and was interested in, um, you know, loving other people, not just, like, finding the one. But, like, it seemed, like you said, like, he was a a favorite in the house. And, um, you know, the the few times that they did air scenes that he was in, it was, like, you know, him writing in a journal and then, like, chatting with a guy about, like, something kind of deep. You know, it was, like... Um, it was probably like healing for him to be, you know, with, with some people that also love music and had some things in common. So I'm glad that he was on the show. You're, I agree. I would, I would love to see him more. Um, I'm glad that they didn't like, like, like lean into his story. That story. Yeah. Like, I'm glad yeah. he got to tell it on his own time and on, you know, on his on his Instagram and like get to like share it um, in a way yeah, that, that felt more comfortable point. for him. Cause sometimes when people, um, when people share their, their stories on a date or in a TMI, ITM, TMI, <laughs> um, it feels a it feels a little like forced, like they're like forced. not quite ready, or they don't, or they wish they didn't have to do it this way. You know, you know, you know who this story reminds
0: me of. Um, and it's totally different. Don't get me wrong, but um, when I read about his brother, so obviously his mother passing away is like
2: mm-hmm.
0: massive. Yeah, like to have your you lose a parent, and one you're very close to at that, like that is lifelong tragedy. Mm -hmm. Um, And that happened literally exactly a month before he joined the mansion and he started this whole process. Mm But um, I was, when I read more about his brother, it made me think of Crystal Nielsen. I was
1: going to say, I was going to say that. Yeah. Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And how
0: like when her opening package, right, like you said, Mm -hmm. like she had to share with production that uh, she had a brother who was homeless Mm -hmm. and he was out on the streets and like had left, and um, but I I do think there's some different context here, right? Like mm-hmm. with Crystal, he had clearly I think she said he'd been out on the streets for two years at that point,
2: mm-hmm.
0: or something close to two years yeah. by the time filming was over. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it sounds like she had probably come to terms with that mm-hmm. a little more, and
1: right.
0: uh, she was willing to be emotional about it versus mm-hmm. a month. Your yeah. brother just left a month after another tragedy
1: right
0: like that's a lot to unpack so Mm -hmm. I'm with you I didn't even think about that that production probably knew about this and
2: Mm could
0: have exploited him and Mm -hmm. the story and
2: Mm -hmm. uh,
0: you're right I'm so glad they were gentle and they did Mm -hmm. not do that
2: because
1: I think that would have been really rough
0: to like open a wound like that
1: I think maybe they also saw that like he had like a gentle spirit. Like people will like him. Even if they only see like a little bit of him, they'll still like him. We don't have to like, you know, share a sob story to get the audience to like him. And also maybe they also knew he was leaving fair- like relatively early. They didn't but I don't have know if to they would tell know that. too much. Oh, as they I were editing. Yeah, as they were as editing they're back. Editing. Yeah. Like maybe they had recorded him talking some about his like, family life, but, um, yeah, I'm just glad they didn't include it, if they did get any of that.
0: That's such a great point. Mm-hmm. That's such a great point, and who knows, maybe at the time, he wanted it to air because it was healing for him and therapeutic mm-hmm. to talk about it, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, maybe they just thought, oh, this is a big story, and, like, for us to break it, everyone's going to focus on Gabe, and mm-hmm. who knows why they didn't, who knows, but, yeah, Yeah. You make such a good point. Mm -hmm. So anyway, again, you guys can Mm. follow him. Uh, the Gabe G A B E Baker, um, super sweet guy.
2: Yeah.
0: Mm. Um, I love that. The second thing on his page is disciple of Christ. No shocker here. If you're listening to my podcast, I'm a Christian. Uh, so, (laughs) uh, and if you're not, that's okay. This is not like a, Christian only podcast, but, um, you know, just so you know, that is my lens that I Mm -hmm. look through. Mm -hmm. So anyway, um, okay. So let's move on. Uh, sadly, let's move on to a crazy chapter. Uh, the whole, uh, Julia Savannah, Brandon love triangle. Mm -hmm. Um, okay. So I thought the editing of this was so interesting. Right. Mm -hmm. So Production clearly said, girls, I'll go back into your bedroom (laughs) and hang out and, like, uh, talk among yourselves. Mm -hmm. Like, what do you think? Where are your relationships right now? You know, which kind of brought me back to paradise because that would happen in paradise, too. The girls would all get together. The guys would get together. Mm -hmm. And they'd say, like, okay, what do you think is going to happen with your relationship? What do you think is going to happen with your relationship? Mm -hmm. So in that time, Julia shared with the whole group, like, yeah, you know, I'm with Sheridan, blah, blah, blah. But, like, I did have a spark with Brandon. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, like, Julia, why did you choose to share this mm-hmm. <laughs> with the whole group? Like, it's two weeks in, three weeks in. like, Yeah. And I, th- I think my guess is that she was trying to, like uh, – I think she knew there was something still going on because Brandon had talked to her that morning. Mm -hmm. So she didn't want there to be a shock value. If like in three hours she ended up with Brandon.
1: Right. Right.
0: So I think that could be why she did it.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, just to like put that bug in their ear, like, yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm with Sheridan, but like also there is Brandon, Mm -hmm. which obviously Savannah, she goes, wow, I I didn't know this was an issue. Uh, yeah. She looked very caught off guard. Mm-hmm. So then they show Julia and Savannah privately talking. Mm-hmm. So then, like, you look at the room and it's like Julia and Savannah and like two other, everyone's like paired off in twos mm-hmm. talking about presumably their relationships. Yeah. Uh, which it just was felt like, how old are we? Like, yeah. <laughs> this was clearly a production thing. Like stay in this room. You cannot leave this bedroom. We're filming other things in the mansion. So if like this hour you're in the bedroom. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so anyway, they're all like privately talking and Julia and Savannah, you know? Yeah. I just thought it was like, it reminded me of love is blind. Mm, So yes, if anyone's seen love is blind, I know you have Mm Charles, like, The whole Jessica and Amber, Mm -hmm. um, I don't know, Jessica, Amber, and Barnett love triangle. Um, it's basically like on love is blind for like the first third or so of the show, all of these people are in these pods. And so the women are in one house, the men are in another, and then every day they all go on dates with each other and they talk to each other through a wall. So (laughs) they physically cannot see one another. Um, and it got towards the end of like the pod process and Jessica went up to Amber. Th- so two of the girls in the house who are both dating the same guy still. Mm-hmm. And they're, I you, they're all dating like three people, but mm-hmm. like they clearly both like Barnett mm-hmm. and Jessica goes to Amber and is like, well, Barnett said this to me in our pod. And then Amber's like, Oh, what?" Mm-hmm. And, and you could tell Jessica did that. So like either Amber was threatened or mm-hmm. Amber knew like. Hey, if Barnett's telling you, you're the only girl, like almost like, I feel like in a way, look, I don't know, maybe this is my opinion of it, but I feel like if a girl says this to another girl, she's not doing it to be mean. She's doing it to say like, let's protect ourselves from this guy. Like, Mm. Hey, this guy is telling both of us that he could marry us. Mm. This guy is telling both of us that he's falling in love. Like that seems like BS.
2: Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. and
0: I felt the same thing with the Julia situation. I felt like Julia was sitting down Savannah privately, which I appreciated that like she was doing it privately. This actually is never done in Bachelor Nation. Mm. Usually when these girls have these confrontations about like, he likes me, it's like you tell the girl privately, but you want every other girl to know. And then the whole paradise Beach knows about it. Mm hmm. Yeah. And so I, I respected the way Julia did this and like telling Savannah, like, Hey, I want you to know Brandon told me this morning, you know, he was glad I was still here and he wanted to pursue something. And I think she's letting Savannah know that. So Savannah is one, not caught off guard. If Brandon does go to Julia, mm-hmm. but you, so she knows like, Hey, you're dating this guy. You might think you're really secure with him, but like you should know he's being shady and he's like mm-hmm. telling me this. Mm-hmm. So like, what the heck is he doing? Like, should, should Mm. either of us trust him? So to speak, Mm -hmm, mm um,
1: you know, I, I, that's how I view it. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. What do you think? I kind of saw it more of a, more as a like defensive move. It felt to me like, like she was saying, I like him and he, he might end up with me, you know, like, so, just so you know, like I might sneak in there, don't get too comfortable, kind of thing, um huh. which I think that it ended up, and we'll talk about this more um when with the savannah Brandon conversation, it really ended up like um biting her in the ass because I think that she expected to at, at first it seemed like you know Savannah was upset, Brandon likes. Julia, what is going on? Um and I think Julia was expecting to be like, well, I shook her up, like Brandon's going to come to me and talk to me and we're going to work this out. Um but ultimately it didn't work out the way I think she thought it would because No,
0: I think you're right and I think that's same that's why I related this to the love is blind comparison julia and the situation is Mm -hmm. jessica and amber is savannah Mm
2: -hmm.
0: and barnett is brandon yeah (laughs) yeah if you watch love is blind you guys get what i'm saying but it is exactly um, yeah it's it's like literally the same thing so but whether or not the jessica julias of the world are doing this to mark their territory like a dog or if they're doing this to um Forewarn the other woman, like, mm-hmm. hey, the guy we're both dating is kind of a jerk and like yeah. lying to us both. Yeah. Whatever angle they're coming from, uh, you know, it happened. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. I think it's, I, from my standpoint as a woman, I liked it. Like, mm-hmm. I like this, the direct mm-hmm. confrontation, much more than like us <gasps> all wondering, like, is he going to pick Julia or Savannah and like, Mm -hmm. wow, they're both in the dark. Yeah. Like the reality is like in real life, if you're going to openly date multiple people, like freaking tell them, be honest. Yeah. Do not lie to people. Do not like, you know, cower and let people think what they want to believe Mm -hmm. Freaking tell the truth. And so I think it was good on Julia that she shared this with Savannah. Um, yeah, Yeah. And I think the way Savannah took it was kind of like, oh, like at least in this first interaction, I -hmm. think Savannah took it well. Mm
3: -hmm. So that's
0: why I'm led to believe that they liked each other enough that Julie was warning her. Mm -hmm. And Savannah realized in that conversation, Julie would only be telling me this if, you know, I could get hurt.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And so from that angle of like women don't want to hurt, you know, we don't want other women to hurt right I don't know anyway yeah so though you're right the verdict is that like Savannah and Brandon and up end up together mm-hmm. so so annoyed <laughs> with this <laughs> um I mean Brandon is like master manipulator
1: yeah I mean he just, with- it, it happened so fast like he sat well, down with her she was like what's going on he was like well I'm with you I was like, oh, okay. That was quick.
0: I mean, it was quick in that we had seen him, you know, on film with uh, Julia. Julia, And someone else made the point, like, sometimes these people forget, like, hey, they're mic'd. They're mic'd all the time. Yeah. So maybe his whole Julia interaction, he, like, forgot he was mic'd and he was whispering. And Mm -hmm. he thought, like, oh, this is not going to be aired. Mm Because, like, I'm whispering by the water cooler. Yeah. (laughs) You know, but, like. The, oh, we're having a conversation and she's crying and we're outside. It's one-on-one. This is totally going to be picked up on camera,
2: mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So,
0: um, yeah, I mean, he handled it fine and that he was, like, direct with her. But, yeah, yeah it definitely felt weird that I'm glad she questioned him.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: um, And I just thought it was, like, crazy. Here's how he explained it to Savannah. He's like, so the night of the first Rosemary, rose ceremony there was a lot to be seen and discovered and then things with Julia could have fizzled out um but he said she had feelings that still existed and he thought like they were done and he had moved on with Savannah so like when he was on that date with Savannah uh he's like yeah I was fully into you Savannah Mm -hmm. but then Julia caught me off guard and told me that she still had feelings for me um and I, I just was not buying this. Like I was listening like, Oh, you're,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I'm so annoyed with the way you're phrasing this. Like, no, 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 no. I was into you fully like a hundred percent. Like yeah. I'm like, this is like Dean when he was 25 mm-hmm. and he didn't know what the heck he was doing in paradise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why I was like comparing this to my mind. Like, please do not be Dean. Like you're like 10 years older than how old Dean was when he did this. And he <laughs> has learned from it. Thankfully.
2: Yeah but
0: like don't do this don't like you know make your own story out of how you've been playing these women right um and then he ended it with like to savannah so i would feel more like a failure if we didn't try than if we try and fail mm-hmm. and then she's like mopey mm-hmm. no i don't know mm-hmm. and he's
1: like do you want to do this or do you want to go home and cry <laughs> no I- that was such like a military Whoa. man's response. Oh totally my God. agree. I
0: like you were such a man's man. Like are we gonna are we gonna do this or are we gonna go home and cry, man? And then <laughs> he's like expecting, we're
1: gonna do this.
0: You know. Oh <laughs> uh I mean I actually thought it was funny that he said it. Mm-hmm. You know? It made her laugh. Yeah. 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 I, I don't know. I'm still very much, but okay. Let's get into the depths of this. It made her laugh. Great. They decide to be together. So what do they do? Mm-hmm. She's just bought her eyes out. Um, They've had a conversation where he kind of fakely tells her the truth of the Julia situation mm-hmm. and she believes it. Mm-hmm. He tells her like, let's, let's not fail. Let's try. And she's like, okay, <laughs> hugs him cr- like, You know, he's like cradling her basically Mm -hmm. in his arms Mm -hmm. underneath him, like, you know, like a mama bear and baby bear. (laughs) And then, and then what? They don't make out. It's not like they're like, oh, let's cuddle. I'm like, I just miss you. And like, because let's be real. If you have a a chemistry with someone, Mm -hmm. you might cradle in their arms for a second. And then you guys go up and you're like, one of you takes the initiative to like, try to kiss them and like, mm-hmm. okay, let's make out now. Like, mm-hmm. all right, let's kiss and make up Like, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. make out. And they didn't do that. So that among a billion other things is why I'm like, I'm not buying this relationship. Yeah. I'm buying Here's what I'm buying. He's like, do you want to try this or do you want to fail? Or do you want to try this? And, and, and see where we are. She's like, oh, okay, you're right. We got to try to me. That means, I want to further my music career. The only way I can do so is if we try to have a relationship and continue on. Are you willing to do that for your career? Cause we're both smart ass people and we're not going to say that on the camera. But we've said that behind closed doors, wink, wink. Mm-hmm. That is totally what is happening. And she's yeah. like, okay, you're right. Let's play the part. We got it.
1: <laughs> we got this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that. And I think also he, he probably saw it as like this is a sure thing like if I try to get with Julia right now she might be conflicted with Sheridan and then where does that put me then I've already showed my hand to Savannah and she's pissed at me and at that point I could be going home today this afternoon because we were told we had to make a choice and if we're not with someone coupled up then we gotta go and so, I'm not
0: going to my career. Yeah.
1: Bottom line. Exactly. Bottom line. Exactly. Like, so, if I'm
0: 34 years old and I've gone on this show, I am not a baby in the game of music. I'm like, I want to freaking make this my career. Right. And
1: he's probably looking at her like, she's hot. I can I can do this.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I can make out with her. I could, you know.
1: Yeah, Exactly.
0: Yeah, so, all right, glad we're on the same page here, because sometimes yeah. you and I disagree. About, we do. <laughs> about, like, these couples, and I'll be like, I think he's totally playing. You're like, no, I believe the love story. <laughs> oh, like, <sighs> yeah, you totally no, believe Je- that. Story. <laughs> I That's did great, believe Jed. <laughs> great freaking example. All right, let's just circle back to there, Charles. Do you remember that? I when do you were, remember like, that. Uh, I was like, oh my God, like Jed, is, Jed, is, Jed is the only one who is telling the truth. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like Jed's the one who I think he's really there for her. You were like not buying. <sighs> Remember, I was all about um, um, oh my gosh, number four, Luke Parker. Luke, yeah. I, I was like, Luke were- Parker is totally a hundred percent on board with her. I was he's like, very into her.
1: Oh, I was like, this makes no sense. Um, and, and then,
0: wait, let's pause. I was like, Luke Parker is it? And you were like, no, no, no. I think Jed's the only guy here for her. Blah blah blah. <laughs> What happened, Chelsea? <laughs> who performed? Who walked up to the proposal, singing a song <laughs> yeah. of
1: his own? Yeah, horribly singing might yeah. be bad. I mean, Jed maybe would have fared better on this show, but still not great. He would be the he would be the Trevor of the group.
0: He would be the Trevor. You're right. Mm-hmm. But. He's off in Tennessee with his girlfriend and he can't be on the show. So nope. <laughs> oh God. Nope. That's nope. right. So anyway, lest our listeners forget, I predicted very early on. Sorry, I will toot my own horn for this one for a long time, <laughs> that Jed was a phony. I literally predicted this on date one. Remember the first date? I think were yeah. they in Nash not Nashville. Where were they? Um Cleveland they were in some city like a normal yeah. a city I had been to I'm I can't even remember which city they were in mm-hmm. I don't even remember but wherever they were I was like oh I've been there and I was like this is a weird date yeah um and like got ice cream and I was like this guy's full of shit yeah. I was like he's playing the part of like I'll mm-hmm. date you Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. yeah and and all of y'all believed it oh he's so great we love him Oh my God. We love Peter. And then Peter becomes a bachelor. Oh my God. We hate Peter. (laughs) He hates all the women. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. So anyway, I just want to put this out there. I am a big fan. I think Nick Vial is very full of himself, (laughs) but (laughs) I think we're very similar. Nick Vial and I, and that we both read human nature and that's kind of the focus to some degree of this podcast of like reading these people and then analyzing mm-hmm. them and
3: mm-hmm.
0: kind of figuring out like what their motives are and what they're doing. So I have, I will say if I'm going to plug another podcast, I do appreciate his podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think we agree hundred percent. And our analysis is different slightly mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Not even slightly. It is different. Um, But I will say that like, I think he's kind of spot on sometimes and like, kind of being unbiased that being said, sometimes he's very biased because he's in the bachelor world and he has to be.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But, uh, yeah, if I'm going to plug another one, it would be the vile files by Nick.
2: Yeah. Vial.
0: Mm-hmm. So anyway, just thought I'd share that because I know he's picked up on this whole like Brandon bullshit too. Mm. So anyway, moving on to All the nice. show. So we get yeah. seven couples mm-hmm. out of this right? Mm-hmm. Gabe and Ruby leave. Mm-hmm. And Chris Harrison looks shocked. He's like, what? All you people want to pursue relationships. And Chris- <laughs> I I hope Chris is like, I should have, I should have guessed this. Like if this was paradise and there's literally no reward other than like date your person and like sleep with them for a night.
2: Yeah. Like
0: he's getting three or four couples who are like willing to do that. Right. Yeah. Versus Um, because also the thing with paradise is if you continue on to the fantasy suite, if you're really not into each other, it's going to show up in Mm -hmm. the edit. Like it's going to show up at like what you didn't say in the fantasy suite or how you didn't touch them or whatever. Mm -hmm. Right. And you don't want to get a bad edit. So if you're really not into the person you're going to leave because you don't want the bad edit. Right. Um, versus this show. Chris should not be surprised. Hello, these are all opportunists trying to mm-hmm. further their career. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, <laughs> they're like, oh yeah, no, we're in love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This <laughs> mm-hmm. just like brought me back to college and like early my early twenties and performing professionally when so many showmances oh, yeah. came out of like production. Mm-hmm. Like I know you were married at this point because you got married pretty young. Yeah, but. Um, I
1: witnessed a I, lot I, I, of it. I, witnessed... I was going to say, I
0: bet you could speak to this too. Like I can think of so many situations where I did a show and either I had a showmance or other people in the cast did where you're like so quickly like, oh my gosh, yeah, I really like them. Mm-hmm. Oh, I could see myself dating them after this show, even though the show is like a month long yeah. <laughs> yep. or two months long. And you're mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, yeah. No, we live to- in completely different states or our upbringings were totally different, but like, it, just because you're the pureness of like, you're spending 24 seven with them all the time. Mm-hmm. Cause as actors and musicians, they literally are like, yep. they're with each other rehearsing. They're with each other performing. Mm-hmm. They're with each other at night. Like yeah. they're drinking together. They're doing everything together. Yes. So this really brought me back to like the showmance mentality of like, yeah.
1: oh yeah, like I believe that we could seriously be together after the show. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Totally, and then, you know, you're just there's like so much tension because of all the time spent together, and mm-hmm. then you know we mentioned this the talent is like a huge turn on, seeing seeing each other perform, and then yeah. yeah. Let's speak to that
0: real quick, Chelsea. Oh, so yeah. again, again, you were married. You didn't marry Adam for his voice. Mm-hmm. However, <laughs> you've been a performer for many years. So like, yeah. can you just speak to observing people in the shows you've been in and how, like, talent's a major turn-on and how, like, sometimes that might further the relationship a bit. Um, yeah, I
1: mean, together. I feel like I, I can think of a couple examples of, like, friends who met performing together um, who are now married or um, in long-term relationships, but many of them fizzle out fairly quickly um, just because then you're on to the next thing. And I think this is... This is true for musicians on tour. Um, you know, you just move on to the next thing and kind of like... Which could be a few months later, which too. Which could be we a few know. months later.
0: It's very different than like corporate America where you like have a job for at minimum a year. Like these are jobs that are like a month long, two months long. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. they're short, sometimes six months yeah. or a
1: year. But- so you can fall very hard very quickly Um, and I've seen it happen and then as soon as that person is out of your face 24-7 like you were saying and it's a new show a new cast or for a musician touring it's a new city or a new a new band backup artist or whatever you know (laughs) then you're like oh this thing is kind of cute and talented so let's go with this because it's here Mm -hmm. right now (laughs) So, yeah, yeah, it's like I, it, it's like a very it's like a it's a very hot burn, but it fizzles quickly. It like dies quickly. It, like- right. And
0: and would you say that you saw this far more amongst peers in performance who are actors and singers and dancers than compared to peers of ours who are are not performers who are just like have regular jobs
1: yes 100 percent. and and you know the other thing is that if you have when you're doing a show you may like forsake all other friendships during that time
2: yes <laughs> that's such a good point <laughs> point.
1: and like your your cast is like your new family I mean they're like yeah. they're and then you know, that just doesn't happen. I don't think for the majority of my friends who have like corporate jobs, like they might have, you know, a couple friends from work that they'll do a happy hour with like every now and then, but they're still hanging out with their core group of friends outside of work. And that's like, just not how it goes when someone is engrossed in, you know, touring or performing. They're just, they it's like you have no time for any other people. <laughs> I'm so glad you brought that up. I
0: like, it's so funny that like I've forgotten about this because yeah. it feels like it's been at least five years. I think mm-hmm. I'm trying to think the last show I did was like five years ago.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, so, but yeah, the family aspect of it all is so key and relevant to this show. So mm-hmm. for example, people will say in the bachelor show, Oh yeah, we become a family. Um, whether it's the bachelor bachelorette or paradise they become a little family for those few weeks that they're together Mm -hmm. well these are normal people with regular various types of jobs becoming Mm -hmm. a little family Mm -hmm. so for them to say that it's somewhat true and it can be true all the more like you said people who are performers oh my god this is what Mm -hmm. they live for this is our this is the life this is Mm -hmm. the life we all have led you know or currently these act, these performers lead. Mm-hmm. Um, so I buy into it so much more when like, you know, the rose ceremony happens and they're all hugging and like, Oh my gosh, I love you so much. Mm-hmm. And, oh, or crying. Like they yeah. are so much more invested because like you said, when you're in a show, like I can remember like actor housing, like living with, you mm-hmm. know, other actors mm-hmm. and, you're right. Like it becomes a point where you're like, Oh yeah, let's work out together and mm-hmm. let's cook a meal together. And mm-hmm. so you literally, you're not, I mean, I remember calling family and friends, but for the most part, you're spending like your downtime with these people. So mm-hmm. not only, Hey, we're performing on stage or we're rehearsing, but you're like, Hey, what are you doing for dinner tonight? Or, Hey, do you want to check out that other town or you want to go to that city? Like let's mm-hmm. go together. And mm-hmm hey, like, do you want to play a board game? Or do you want to watch? Um, I remember I watched like a whole season or two of uh, Parks and Recreation mm-hmm. with like a castmate, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah. things like that, you know, like, you just spend all your time together. So mm-hmm. I totally buy in to like, Julia's probably spent, for example, a lot of time with Brandon, mm-hmm. and he's probably spent a lot of time with Savannah. And I'm just like buying it that Especially the girls are like a hundred percent in this, yeah. Like the showman, the whole mm-hmm. like new community, right? Um, so yeah, the f- new family of Listen to Your Heart, yes, yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Oh, well, that was fun, that was fun to like go back down I memory know. lane, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and like you know, it feels it's literally going back down memory lane for uh, us, yeah. um, mm-hmm. but you know, relating to these people. And so our listeners can kind of understand like this is totally normal in Mm -hmm. their minds. So, yep. Anyway. Um, all right. So Chris comes back in, he sees the seven couples and he's like, look, okay, now that we have seven couples, uh, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: here's, what's going to happen. Y'all are going to all play together and, um, you're going to sing together as a couple. And the whole point of this show now is that, essentially the grand prize will be that you will get to perform together as a couple with a live band. Um, you know, and then eventually at the end of all of this, you will then work with producers. Um, you're going to work in a recording studio, you'll record your own music mm-hmm. and then you'll get to go on tour mm-hmm. and as a couple, and essentially we as the bachelor are going to jumpstart your career Yeah, and they're all like freaking out like, oh yeah <gasps> <Yep. laughs> the reactions were like priceless yeah they're pumped yeah um i loved it i i jamie was flipping out mm-hmm. she's
1: so emotive
0: <laughs> um, yeah she is and i i just want to note this ryan so when chris is telling them all this i this to me spoke to ryan's like introverted nature He's not looking at Chris in the eye. They showed him so briefly, like Mm -hmm. a a clip of him, like Mm -hmm. passing through everyone. And he's like looking down, not looking at Chris, Mm -hmm. like, just like, like, like processing this, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like kind of thinking to himself,
2: Mm -hmm.
0: looking down, processing this. And honestly, in my mind, he was like, all right, I got to All right. So this is going to happen. All right. So if I like get myself emotionally more attached to natasha or if i show or i act like i'm more into Mm -hmm. natasha then we're gonna go further i'll have a career i'll get to go into okay like i think he was processing (laughs) all of this yeah (laughs) and my guess is that he's like a realist Mm -hmm. and that he was listening to the whole like what the show was all about and he was like oh yeah i'm not buying this like that's my mm. gut. My gut mm. is that because I listened to an interview he did and he said that like when he went on the show, he totally was down for like the whole music aspect of it. And then they were like, hey, so how do you feel about like the love side of it? Like, like going on the show to find a partner? And he was like, well, yeah, I'm looking to fall in love. And
2: mm-hmm. he's
0: like, I've never dated a musician. So in his mind, that sounds very appealing.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So I think Ryan what I'm trying to say is I think Ryan was, is, is open to love. Of course. Mm -hmm. I think he would love to have a partner in his life. He seems like the sort of guy who would, if he had a partner, he'd be very, very close to them and Mm -hmm. would only have a few people in his life that he's actually close to. Mm -hmm. Um, but I also think that he is such a realist kind of like Gabe, whereas like, you know, either I'm for this or I'm not like, I don't Mm -hmm. think he's going to fake it. I think if Ryan gets to the point where he's not feeling Natasha, Mm -hmm. um, I don't think he'll fake it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's tricky because at this point they've made their decisions and now they have to like sell it. They just got to sell it as much as they can. And they're competing now for a prize. And it's kind of like, I I I like this idea. It's definitely different from your average bachelor show and it's totally different from your average like music competition now as we move into like the judging. But it does feel a little bit like who's the better actor. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's exactly what I mean. Like I yeah. sense we were just talking about how Actors are used to being in like a family, like Uh the actor housing or the musician housing or Mm -hmm. the tour bus or whatever. They Mm -hmm. become a little family. Then you break it down to like, you know, they're easily like very hot for one another and Mm -hmm. they can fall in love quickly. However, I think they're the exceptions to this. And I think Ryan is the personality who's like the exception to like buying into this whole like family mentality. I just get the vibe that, like, if I were to pick any of these people of the remaining 14 people, that Ryan is going to be more of a realist of, like, naturally he wants his career to uh, further. Mm -hmm. However, I just, I don't know if he's buying into, like, the whole, like, okay, so I have to prove that I'm in love to, like, (laughs) (laughs) I just don't think he's an actor. I don't think he's an actor is what I'm trying to say. I don't think he will mentally go there to act to like get ahead on the show. Whereas right. I think a lot of these people will like yeah. for sure the, the very theatrical Becca and Danny will and mm-hmm. Julia will, and Julia. she seems more theatrical Yep. Um, and Savannah. But mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. I think some of these people are not actors and they will not fake it. So anyway, no. <laughs> so then th- we see them rehearse mm-hmm. and uh, pick their songs and, you know, we see the drama of Julia getting upset with the whole, uh, uh, Brandon Savannah situation. And like, clearly they're rehearsing right next to each other in the house, which Mm -hmm. was just like perfect editing. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, then we have a few dates happen. Becca and Danny go on a date. Natasha and Ryan go on a date. Um, I'll talk the Becca and Danny date first and just quickly over these two dates. So Mm -hmm. they go out, um, they meet Rebecca Mink, who's a stylist to the stars. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought this was a cute date. I'm mm-hmm. glad they like showcased it a little more, especially given what happens at the end of the episode.
2: Right. Um, we got
0: to see a little bit of their personalities and like their interaction together. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I think I found Becca more attractive on this date like um, I mean, not in just the sexy little like, grease get up yeah <laughs> sandy like <laughs> sexy leather pants yeah. um but yeah she just seemed like very like confident and secure and mm-hmm. uh yeah I liked her on this date the vibe I got on Danny <sighs> all right
1: I'm gonna say it because this is a controversial podcast I think Danny's gay yeah I kind of think he is too he also <laughs> looks like every contestant on the bachelorette I've ever seen like he looks so like Dylan. Yes Dylan Barber. Yes. He just looks like a cookie. Like if you if you like described The Bachelor to someone and they like drew a picture of a contestant on the show, it would look like Danny. <laughs> but he is like
0: Danny. He's like a Robbie Hayes, yeah. in my opinion. He's like a closeted gay. Yes. And yes. I I get the vibe that Danny's closeted gay. Yeah. Closeted or not, I'm not sure. Yeah, who knows? But I kind of get the vibe that like Becca and Danny get get along and they're mm-hmm. like maybe they've made out. I just I think it's amusing how like they get on the date and she's like, Don't kiss me. I take things slow. Yeah. Yet everyone to this point has thought, Oh, Becca and Danny, they're an item, they're a thing. Mm-hmm. So my guess that to that is like I think look the girl has to be theatrical yeah. we haven't seen much from her Yeah. Um, besides she seems very sweet and empathetic and like mm-hmm. she gets along with a lot of these girls mm-hmm. so I think we can tell that we like her as a person but hello she majored in musical theater she has to be theatrical Yeah. so and Danny seems very theatrical oh, and yeah. in real life he does impersonations for a living on his Instagram and YouTube channel so I don't know. My guess is they just clicked as like personalities cause yeah. like she's theatrical, he's theatrical. And then other people interpreted that to be a love connection. Yeah. <laughs> and then they go on the date and he's saying things like, Oh my God, you look hot. Like it reminded me of like our friend, John Chelsea, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Who's very gay. Mm-hmm. But would be like, yeah, merely. oh my God, you look hot. And like pull down my shirt and be like, mmm, get
2: sexy.
0: <laughs> totally. <laughs> yes, show me more and like pull up my pants and like mm-hmm. very suggestive and sexual, but very gay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I And it makes me wonder too if he's like, if he was just bought into the like, well, we can just play a part. Like we, we can just... Yeah do this and I think that she maybe was thinking yeah I'm an actor I can do this but then as she started doing it it started to feel really icky like that's the that's what I got from it
0: 100 didn't didn't work out
1: (laughs) 100 especially
0: that was obvious in the hot tub I think you're right before the hot tub she's like
1: I can sell this and then she gets
0: the hot she's like oh Uh, shit this is like a bachelor date and I'm like in a bathing suit and he's trying to make out with me for real
1: yeah and it's probably hard to to be in the house and like be friends with someone like Bree, who like can't keep her hands off of Chris. It probably feels like, oh yeah, something is missing. <laughs> like if some people around me are like really into each other, like this is, this is off. But I think in that
0: intimate moment, you're not, she's probably not comparing herself to a Chris and Brie. I think, I know what you're trying to say. You're saying like, when she's in the house, she might be thinking that, but here on this date, you are like caught with reality. Like, okay, how do I actually feel in this moment? How do I right. actually respond? Yeah. And how she actually responded was like with disgust. Yeah. She has the ick. <laughs> Like I can't imagine kissing you.
1: Yeah. I mean Yeah, it just gets awkward. Totally.
0: So I I really have no other explanation besides he has to be closeted gay. And she like knows that in her gut.
1: And she gives him so many like, please pump the brakes. Please stop. This is not the pace I want to be going. And he seems to just be like, okay, cool. And like puts his arm around her. He's like (laughs) they're walking and they're like walking in robes after they get out of the pool. And he's like kissing her on the head and like like putting his arm around her and like snuggling with her as they like walk away and I'm like did he not was he not a part of that conversation (laughs) what is going on (sighs) (sighs) which maybe is like part of his like thing of like selling it not only that he likes her but selling that he's straight I don't know (laughs) I I
0: cannot yeah I have no other explanation for it because like quite honestly I've you know I can't ever think of dating a guy and me being like do not touch me and them not getting the point I'd be like yeah. no 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 like do not touch me and they'd be like oh I even do that to my husband sometimes yeah. <laughs> like <gasps> yeah Yeah. he doesn't fully listen though he's my husband so we're, we're past <laughs> that point um uh, but yeah so anyway they go on a date and then also Natasha Ryan go on a date which I wish we saw a little more of um yeah they they brought up um, or they brought in Lauren Lane and Chris Lane who had recently gotten married. They got married this November. And again, mm-hmm. this was filmed in January. Mm-hmm. Um, look, production freaking loves Lauren. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, I, I, it was actually, it was made sense that they brought them in because she is bachelor gold. And that, like, I think you made this point at one episode that like every woman wants to be her. Like they're like, how does she get her body? Because oh, she's so beautiful.
1: I feel like I when think I was that's what her appeal is. Yeah. You know, because she's yeah. so beautiful. looking at her Instagram, like that's why most people are probably following her. <laughs> yeah. Um I yeah, mean, I think agreed. she's like on the very thin side. Yes. Um, like And naturally too. Part of that has yes.
0: to be natural genetics. Yeah. That's not like my legs would never be that thin. Yeah. Ever. I know. Ever. <laughs> or my arms. There's just it's not possible. <laughs> so it's, yeah, um, but so yeah, they showed them. They don't show too much of them.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So I was laughing so hard though, when they were singing backstage and like Natasha and Ryan. That is, we're backstage mm-hmm. on Chris's concert, mm-hmm. and Ryan was like singing, "I've got some big, big plans," and I was mm-hmm. like, "What." like ryan is the last person i would expect to be like a groupie backstage oh. at a country concert yeah like <laughs> the last person yeah so I was dying i was dying mm-hmm. and it didn't make sense until about like two minutes later when they came on stage mm-hmm. and they were like backup vocals singing his song right and then i was like okay all right you had to show me that because otherwise character wise of like how i've not character but like me trying to understand Ryan as a person mm-hmm. and like analyzing him, that made no sense. Yeah. <laughs> he would never be a groupie backstage. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Um, no. So, yeah. I mean, I, what'd you think? And then the only, the best part of the date, in my opinion, was like, it just brought me back to like classic Bachelor b- vibes mm-hmm. of like them making out up of against a, a wall. wall. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> so, this is when I was like, I buy this because mm-hmm. like, I just really don't think Ryan could. Fake it, so yeah. she must be either she's actually into him, mm-hmm. or she's like kind of selling that like you're super hot, like let's make out, like you're so talented, and he's just buying into that.
1: Yeah. And look,
0: she is super hot, so I'm sure he's mm-hmm. sexually into her. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm buying their connection at least sexually,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which is a connection.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think he's kind of like just taking advantage of this opportunity. I don't think it's necessarily who he would have chosen. Like his style seems much more laid back. Um, And like jammy where she is like a pop vocalist who can, you know, and she looks it too. Like, I think that's part of the reason why he was like, wait, why are you into me? (laughs) He's like, I'm like a singer songwriter on my piano and my guitar over here in the corner. And she's like, she's like walking Shakira. into the house, like, yeah, like I'm from New York. I tell it straight. Um, so I think he was just confused, and I think that they work for now. I, we'll see, where it goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, I've definitely checked out her entire page, and. Um... <laughs> Uh, so like she started an Instagram back in 2013 when mm-hmm. a lot of these babies didn't realize Instagram was a thing.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, and
0: I was like, oh, I guess I started my Instagram in 2013 too. So mm-hmm. like, okay, on target, mm-hmm. but I mean, she's always been a babe, but I think she's become even more of a babe and like her body is so tight. Like <laughs> she must work out <laughs> so specifically and so hard. Mm-hmm. I'm serious. Cause I'm like, yeah, Dude, her butt is so big. Her arms are so like every part of her body is so toned.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, I, I appreciate you. Like, yeah, <laughs> I that just does take like, like that takes effort. Natasha.
2: Yeah. For, I I'm mean, like, for most I...
1: people, like, I think you can be very naturally thin, and I think you can be naturally curvy. But to be like tight and curvy is like yes. something you have to work really hard at. She one hundred percent works at <laughs> it, and I appreciate
0: the hustle. Like, I yeah. just want to meet you and be like Natasha. I appreciate your hustle. Cause like, girl, I'm, I can tell, I look back through old, like even 2016.
2: Mm-hmm. And it's
0: like, come out to this like place I've never heard of in New York, come out to here. And like, listen to me sing.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And in my head, I was like, where was I in 2016? And I'm like, well, obviously I was in New York. Mm-hmm. And, and and I just, in my head, I'm like, I never would have known you would have existed. Like we mm-hmm. would have been on the subway platform together. Yes. I would have thought you're some normal girl, yeah. aspiring singer, mm-hmm. but she's, She, yeah, she's a great voice. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think, anyway, we'll get back to more of them later, but so far I like them as a couple. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's get to the competition because like, right. They all rehearse. And I just want to say this, my thoughts on the whole, like what they chose to show with the rehearsals. I think this is all just editing. I think Mm -hmm. they're just creating Mm -hmm. drama. Mm -hmm. Um, so for example, like they showed Jamie and Trevor rehearsing and like her stopping several times like wait oh i just messed up the lyrics Mm -hmm. or like yeah but wait wait, when is the band coming oh oh, i thought you were coming in earlier look like and then they they make it dramatic like oh my Mm -hmm. gosh jamie's having a hard time with the band jamie doesn't remember (laughs) the lyrics and the reality is is like okay it's like a spitz probe like a i can't say right yeah yeah Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is like the term for the first time you play with the orchestra if you're um, in a musical or an opera. And uh, it just reminded me like you stop in a sp- how do you say it again? Sits probe. Sits. I always want to say spit because there's a P <laughs> in it. <laughs> you spell it with a P. I want to say spits probe, you know? Yeah. Anyway, but like in that or a band rehearsal or whatever, like uh-huh. you would stop. All the time mm-hmm. you would stop consistently like, oh, wait, wait, wait. is the band going to play or the orchestra going to play eight more measures or
1: yeah. what's
0: the lead up into the singers coming in? And like mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. that is
0: just normal. Yeah. So all of these like issues that they were having or heck, even someone like forgetting a lyric or forgetting a line that happened. So right. I think this was just editing. I guarantee that happened with the other couple's. Mm-hmm. like it had to have Yeah. hello it was their first rehearsal so I just think it was all editing and I just want to like note that to the listeners and the viewers that like Jamie's not a failure mm-hmm. because they edited her that way like right. this is totally normal in mm-hmm. the musician world
1: mm-hmm. that
0: you start and stop and all of that yep. so yeah yep. yeah any more to add to that?
1: No I completely agree
0: Have you ever been on vacation and just wish you had someone with a better camera, with a better eye, who could capture that perfect photo for your memory? Well, now you can. There's an app called Flytographer. And let me tell you, they're freaking amazing. So I use Flytographer on my trip to Honolulu with my husband, and I cannot recommend them enough. Going on their website, I was able to pick a photographer of a number of photographers. I was able to see their past work. And then I was able to even pick the shooting location. Often the photographer would recommend other locations or time of day. And so in this one space, I was able to pick a photographer, see their rate, and schedule everything in one app. So with this code, you can book your fly photographer shoot anywhere in the world. I'm talking anywhere from Rome to Paris to Fiji, wherever you want to go. Uh, The code is Merrily Green. That's M-A-R-I-L-E-E, green with an E at the end. And with this, you can get $50 off your next shoot. So wherever you're going on your next vacation, use Fly Photographer. They're freaking amazing, and you won't regret it. So, um, all right. So now we finally have the, uh, finale of the episode and they all perform in front of the judges. So, um, they say they're performing in front of live judges and here are their live judges. So they are Jojo jo- jo and Jordan
2: mm-hmm. from
0: The Bachelorette. Um, I love them. Just have to note. Mm-hmm. I think they're super cute and mm-hmm. real and yeah. I did not watch their TV show. No, wish I wish I had seen it either. But uh, I do like them both. They have a whole YouTube channel too, if anyone's interested. So mm-hmm. um, where they talk about everything from like their lifestyle to homes and whatnot. Anyway, mm-hmm. check out Jordan and Jojo if you, their YouTube, if you want to know more, um, Jason Mraz. Hello. Huge deal. Mm-hmm. And then Kesha, which oh, a lot of people would be like,
1: huge deal. Um, I love okay, so Kesha. Here's, do you? I like love her like feel what, connected wait? to her <laughs> like there was a couple people who were like who were there were a couple people who were like oh my gosh Kesha it's Kesha oh my gosh it's like the biggest thing ever um and I would have felt Julia the exact same that. way yeah I would have felt the exact same way
0: really yeah wait, what if her name a song of hers
1: um her entire rainbow album like, like tell me a song speak like, to me um well the album starts with a song called don't let the bastards get you down (laughs) and that was like one of my favorite songs to jam to on my way home from work all right
0: tell me a song and i want to play it on on spotify because i don't remember i don't know um,
1: woman you've heard woman i'm a motherfucking woman baby all right i don't need a man to be holding me too tight yeah Pay my own bills, These rings. my automobiles. Yeah, there's lots of good like female feminism like songs in there, and then of course pray, uh, praying. Pray- what song should I know? Like if I didn't know, okay, you would fine. know the I'm song. Be real. You you would know. Well, I don't know. Maybe you wouldn't know. These this is all like new stuff so you probably know her like original pop music but i think she has grown a lot (laughs) i think she has grown a lot through her most recent album um and dealt with a lot of like mental health issues self-love issues um and it i mean the her most recent album like tells the story of her like kind of recovery from all of that
0: all right let's fast forward
1: Oh, yeah. Here's, here's some rest. Seven.
0: All amounts to nothing in an Oh, my gosh. She has a new album. What a in my life All right. All right. That's, okay, my, that's wait. one of I was many talking J's
1: about Ke- I was talking about Kesha's <laughs> album from 2017. Spoke to okay. me deeply. But she has a new album I have not heard yet.
0: Okay. Oh, praying. There's a song called "Praying."
1: There's a song called "Praying." It's great, but um, but I'm gonna listen to her to her most recent album. That's probably why she was on The Bachelor to um, promote that promote it because it came out this year, 2020. All Um, right. So here's
0: my here's what I found mm -hmm. hilarious about the uh, (laughs) response to these three judges, JoJo and Jordan. Like, I think. Savannah was excited. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> she's like, Bachelor, I know that. Yes. Uh, Jason Mraz, you see Brandon, the oldest guy in the house, mm-hmm. like, oh my God, what the heck? Because, like, look, this was me. This was my husband. This was, I listened to Nick Viles podcast. He was like, oh my God, Jason Mraz. Like, anyone in their 30s mm-hmm. is like a Jason Mraz person. Yes. What? Minus you, Chelsea. You're no, like the fan. Kesh- yeah. You
1: like Jason Mraz too. I like Jason Mraz yeah. too. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I just found this amusing kind of watching, um, like the reaction Mm because like Brandon was a very into Jason Mraz as was I, I was like, Oh my God. Like that's exciting to Mm -hmm. me. And then Kesha and I looked at her and I was like, (laughs) if someone hadn't told me that was Kesha, I wouldn't know who that was. Yeah. (laughs) So number one, I don't recognize her.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Number two, I don't know any of her songs. Mm-hmm. And then the number three, here's the hilarious part. I realized this later. I was like, Kesha, Kesha. Oh, that name sounds familiar. And then I was like, wait a second. I went to a concert almost f- two years ago now. So it was like summer 2018
2: mm-hmm.
0: and Macklemore was coming mm-hmm. to Miami and I was living in Miami. Uh, and I was, I love Macklemore. I, I like love his raps. I love his style. Like mm-hmm. I He's like, I guess he's pop, but like, I love his music. So Mm -hmm. I guess he's like the rare person in pop music that I actually like. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, I have to go. And the tickets were kind of cheap. And so a girlfriend was visiting in town. We went to the concert. Right. Mm -hmm. So in my mind, I was like, Hey, like, let's go to this Macklemore concert. So we go to the concert and he's like the starting act. Like he's not the headliner. Mm -hmm. The headliner was Kesha. Ah. so yeah so I saw Kesha actually and like he performed for I don't know like 45 minutes I loved Mm -hmm. it loved every bit of it he had literally if you have the chance to see Macklemore in concert he has so much energy like I literally thought he was gonna like have a heart attack after the
1: performance
0: (laughs) (laughs) because I was like dude I've never seen someone with so much energy on stage ever truly Hmm. um and then she performed and I was like, I don't even know who she is. And my friend was like, oh, let's just like watch some of it. She actually had a good voice. So I'll give her mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. I wasn't in love with it, but I thought it was like good. I was like, okay. Yeah. Like, okay. If we're people, she's the headliner. Mm-hmm. I'm glad she's not a shitty vocalist. Um, but I, I couldn't get down like it was very theatrical as a show and there was a lot of lights and costumes mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, I think her hair was blonde back then. Yeah. And now she's a brunette. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, I literally it was like this weird reminder of like, wait a second. Is that who I saw? And I had to Google Chelsea Macklemore <laughs> concert 2018 and it came up Macklemore and Kesha. And I was like, OK, I did see her in concert I did see her? Yeah. So this tells you that I am clearly, I, I'm not into pop music. So <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm like kind of embarrassed, kind of not embarrassed. I'm like, that's just who I am. So anyway, yeah. but I, I appreciate your, your feedback that we should all listen to prayer and uh, that entire Praying. album.
1: Praying the entire Praying. rainbow album. I'm going to listen to our new album and let you know what I think.
0: Okay, I probably won't listen to it, so it's just okay. warning <laughs> okay. uh, But yeah, so they're the judges. Of course, everyone else is way more into Kesha. Their reaction was like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. Uh, love that. So anyway, they're the drugs. i the drug.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I wrote that she kind of looked like she was drugged out, but maybe that's just how she is. <laughs> I think
1: it's kind of how she is
0: and she's our age. Here's the most hilarious part. Like mm-hmm. I would see her act and think she's like 25. She's not. No. So she yeah, she's really worked hard. Like I don't want to make fun of her. I think she's clearly talented and she's I remember seeing her and seeing her age and thinking she must be a, a smart businesswoman cuz she started like relatively young at like 16 or 18. Yes, so Yes, she
1: did. Yeah.
0: Um to grow the way she has, she's clearly like a smart businesswoman. So um mm-hmm. uh, Although her music's not my style, I will definitely give her major props for her being as a businesswoman. Um, anyway. All right. So the first couple to go is Matt and Rudy. And I just mm-hmm. want to note on bachelor's website. So on the website for the show, it does state that Rudy has performed in front of 20,000 people before at La mm.
2: So
0: if we know that and like, Look, in these interviews they've had before they all came out of the show, they probably asked them, like, what's the biggest audience you've ever performed in front of? Mm -hmm. And they're probably gauging, like, you know, like, Jamie's a stay-at-home musician who sings in her apartment. Rudy's the girl who sings in front of 20,000 people.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, As is Natasha. I don't know how many people Natasha's performed in front of, but um, my point is they know Rudy has confidence.
2: Yeah. So I
0: loved the way they paired this order here
2: mm-hmm.
0: having rudy go first like an amazing act matt and rudy mm-hmm. both have great voices yeah. yeah, both are very confident and strong um they do have a connection so like they started off like we're gonna edit in that the first couple to go is gonna scare everyone
2: because mm-hmm.
0: they're actually good mm-hmm. they actually have a connection like we're not worried about this couple, you know? Mm -hmm. So I thought this was like brilliant producing Mm -hmm. to have them go first and to have like what they thought the most insecure person. They thought Jamie would likely be the most insecure. Mm -hmm. um, Her go last. So, yeah, I just want to note, like the order is no coincidence. Um, Yeah. And then they kind of sprinkle the order. So, Mm -hmm uh yeah so I'm gonna go and just share what people sing and let's talk about their performances so Matt and Rudy they sing a Sean Mendes song mm-hmm. do you know what song they sing did was, you record
1: that it was called I can't remember exactly what it was called okay um, but I like their performance I think Rudy had a great voice
0: um Matt had a great voice too like I thought they were a good balance act, you know, like I don't really have much more to say beyond that. I think they balance each other. I think they were like, I would listen to them sing. If someone was like, Hey, do you want to go to this concert? Whether this was like at Arlene's grocery in New York city or like a huge venue, I'd be like, yeah, I'll go. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, totally.
0: So I'm I'm a fan of them so far. Yeah. Uh, I think
1: we have, I think they oh, yeah, vibe too, and I, th- I think that the, the what the judges had to say about them was accurate too. Like, what did the judges say? <laughs> they said that they like that they could tell that there's a friendship there that they like definitely like each other, but that it's like growing. And I think that's yeah. true. I mean, they they had like they started off with like a question of like whether she could trust him and all of that. So they're like growing from there. Um, but I think that they vibe together, and you can tell that there's like some chemistry and um yeah their makeouts are for real yes
0: yes (laughs) so I was actually hoping they would like kiss on stage Mm uh and it kind of made more sense as like people went on that other people kissed on stage but Mm -hmm. I think maybe they didn't think that was appropriate to like kiss on stage yeah. You know what I mean? I, I can wonder that, too. Like, Yeah, they, they probably... were the
1: first people to go, too. There was no precedent. Like, if every other person had been kissing and they were, like, the, the fourth or the fifth couple to go up, then maybe they would have. They were the first would, ones. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Especially knowing their chemistry. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, the Bree and Chris date. <clears throat> Brie and Chris sing Beyond by Liam Bridges. I didn't know the song, but I loved it. Mm-hmm. I think. Chris sounded so perfect. He must have a voice similar to Leon Bridges. And I don't even know Leon Bridges, but like he sounded so perfect singing this. And then her voice, she just has a great voice. So like I could listen to her sing anything.
1: Yeah. So I don't know. What did you think about them? This was an example of like, how can you tell like someone's like deep feelings for each other? from like one performance it's like so difficult where like you can tell that they like I think really like each other but it's like the moments right before and the moments right after singing um that like I think solidified it for the judges and gave away that like oh wow they must like really like each other like really really like each other totally I think that's part of the reason why Kesha was like, can I just ask you one question? Like, how do you feel about each other? And they're like, I'm falling in love. And then I like all swoony and stuff. Um, I think it was like really cute. I think that they're, they're singing together felt pretty, like pretty natural and normal as like a performance mm-hmm. of like a song. That's kind of steamy like that. um, But, they do really like each other. So I'm glad that the judges saw that. I don't know. Totally. I agree. I think so. Two
0: notes that they said also that the uh, judges noted Jordan um, from Jordan and Jojo had said that uh, he liked the way that Chris looked at her the Mm -hmm. entire time. Didn't Mm -hmm. like lose eye contact with her. Yeah. I do think that was a choice. I don't think that was just he's singing and Like the reality is there's an audience and then there's the person next to you. And I think Chris took the choice like and I do think this is like an artistic liberty, so to speak, that he was like, I'm going to sing only to her in this moment. Not because he's like more in love with her than she's in love with him, but just because like this is the acting choice I'm going to make. Right. (laughs) That's just my thought. Like I want to make that note. Because yes. I think people are looking at this as like, oh my god, if they stare at each other, they're more into each other. And I want to be like, no, 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 guys, hello, mm-hmm. they're performers. Like you and I were performers. We get mm-hmm. it, or mm-hmm. you still are. Like we get it. Like mm-hmm. this is a choice. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I think Chris made a smart acting choice. Mm-hmm. Like, I already am in love with this person, or starting to fall in love. So I'm mm-hmm. just gonna like look at her, and that's my choice. Yeah. And then. For her they made like kind of the critique that she was performing and entertaining the audience mm-hmm. look I totally understand that so first of all they're the second couple to go the only couple before them was Rudy and Matt and you have to remember she's so nervous they're both nervous they're performing in front of real people and like literally like Kesha and Shawn Mendes hello right and freaking they know they're national talent. sorry not Shawn Jason Mraz, uh, it's live television and to hype it up even more, like she actually likes him. So I just, you know, I can see her being them both, everyone being nervous, number one, but also she's probably used to performing by herself or like with a band where she's entertaining the audience. And I understand that as an actor and a singer, like that's what you do. If you're in a cabaret style performance, you're in or in a band, you're entertaining the audience. You're connecting with the, you're like trying to make eye contact with the audience. You're yeah. breaking that fourth wall.
1: And you could so, be singing a song, a love song to someone on a stage by yourself and the audience would feel that you were in love with this imaginary person that you're singing to. So I mean, you right. can be you can be singing to an audience and be expressing love to someone whether they're in front of whether they're in front of you or not he happens to be right there she did get an opportunity to look at him but she's still expressing her love as she looks out and includes the audience
0: I agree I agree so I thought that was like a little harsh but maybe they were just trying to let her know like hey we don't need you to entertain the audience like we want you to just we want to buy into the love story 100% and care nothing about like pretend the audience is not here basically. Right. Yeah. So I think that, again, that's a choice of the judges and of the way that the show is run, that they don't want you to connect with the audience. So I just, I, I had so much grace towards Brie in that moment. And like, I felt bad for her that she got any critique. Cause I'm like, oh, she's also a standout singer. Like I just, maybe that's what they chose to show us, but It was kind of a reality check of like, look, they don't want you to entertain the audience. They want you to just fall in love and Mm -hmm. like watch that connection. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Okay. So fine. So then Becca and Danny took the note and they're like, all right, we're next. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And we're not in love or anything close to it. We're like the opposite of Bree and Chris. We don't even want to kiss. And Becca's like, I'm pretending to like a guy who's gay and he's really (laughs) (laughs) it." Uh So I loved, not that I didn't love all the other arrangements because like I think Matt and Rudy and Bree and Chris were like a seamless performances, like truly beautiful performances. Yes. I also thought Becca and Danny's was really great. If anything, I watched because it was more unplugged Mm -hmm. and there was less of a band Mm -hmm. and look, it's the Lumineers. Like I'm obsessed with the Lumineers. Um, I don't know if this is considered pop music or what genre. I don't consider it. I consider it like, what would it be considered?
1: Uh, I don't even know folk mm, folk yeah folk yeah music?
0: anyway I love their music yeah. and it was just um I don't say raw but like I could hear their voices more clear
2: mm-hmm. and Becca
0: and Danny's because
2: mm-hmm.
0: because there wasn't a lot of background
2: mm-hmm. and
0: they both sounded great mm-hmm. and I really like more than just their voices i like the arrangement of how they did the song yeah Mm -hmm. and maybe that i could decipher more than the others because i actually know this song really well Mm. but i think the way they broke down the harmonizations and um the way they broke down on who would sing what and like the key they sing in so again for non-musicians like there's, a, there's, you know, different keys in music and major and minor. And <laughs> anyway, and I I think the, the key they chose is not the key that the song's actually recorded in. But it worked. And, like, it just, I don't know. I really like the arrangement of the song. Yeah. Just my opinion.
1: Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And this was one uh, of the ones where they were, like, leaning into each other and, like, looking only at each other. Vibing. Totally. Like, and... I think, again, it was like the moments right before and the moments right after they gave them away. (laughs) Yes, and I think not
0: only that, my guess too is this. So there's a huge difference in like going to a cabaret of a theater person or a theatrical performance than going and see a band. And I think a lot of these musicians are more like band singers or private artists and musicians. Whereas like Becca's a musical theater performer. Danny is an impersonator and probably sings musical theater stuff as well. So they're much more theatrical in the way they perform that often that comes across as less believable. And I remember that just from like our days in college, yeah. Chelsea. Like, mm-hmm. I remember like when they would say, okay, I want you guys to come in and sing a pop song and like, you know, it was a musical theater class, but like, mm-hmm. we want you to sing a pop song or we want you to sing a folk song, like a Joni Mitchell. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm not supposed to sing Joni Mitchell, like as a musical theater person, I'm supposed to sing Joni Mitchell as like, kind of like a folk singer.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I think Becca and Danny, I don't know. I like bought it at times that Becca was totally in the vibe of how the Lumineers sing. hmm. So she's like a crossover vocalist. Yeah. But I also just think the way they performed together was so theatrical. Yeah. That that's why I don't think it was bald.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was like, again, the acting. It's like if if you're acting, then that's a red flag, I guess, for the judges. Because they're like, right. yeah, you shouldn't have to be acting. <laughs> if I feel an acting vibe, then that's probably not a good sign. Right um yeah right but don't you
0: agree that there's a difference in the way like say a musical theater person would sing mm-hmm. the Lumineers in a cabaret totally. song totally the way a folk singer would sing that song
1: yes 100 percent
0: um i think that that's part of the difference to mm-hmm. be completely honest yeah i think that's a huge yeah and why these people don't work in the show so mm-hmm. anyway it is what it is i think they're both will be successful but uh totally. yeah so anyway Then we have Brandon and Savannah Mm -hmm. and I just got to say, I loved all of the shade Julia had thrown in her ITMs. (laughs) (laughs) um, Yeah. They finally brought back some of the in the moment interviews Mm -hmm. and called ITMs. If you hear me say that a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. and, uh, they sang, I want you to want me super classic song. I don't even know who sings it, but whatever. I want you to want me. Um, I don't know. He was like one of the few people he, he seemed more attractive to me as a singer than he does in real life. He has kind of like this raspy voice. He plays the guitar and he sings like, I don't know. I liked his like vibe. I could see him being an artist outside of this. Um, Whereas she just came across as like, she had a nice voice, but I don't, I don't really know how to play where to place her in like music. Um. Yeah. I don't know. That's just my thought on them. Like, I don't, I didn't like, I agree. All of these performances were great, you know. Um but as far as like stylizing and singing, I was more into Brandon just cuz he was his type and he fit I could like vibe with him in this. Her, she just had a good voice, which is still great. Um I think they staged it well, but again, it goes back to theatrics and like Becca and Danny's of why they didn't like Becca and Danny. I think they don't really want the theatrics. It's again, it it just reminded me of someone doing a cabaret versus someone performing at like an open mic night and not being theatrical. And at the end of the day, people connect more to that natural performance style than a theatrical style. Um, Theatrics work better on like a huge Broadway show (laughs) stage. Yeah. And and the way it was staged and by staging, I mean like they're close together, then they're far apart then they're close together. That is, that's like a strategic staging, you know? And I think that's part of the reason why they weren't. And also she wasn't looking at him. It kind of brought me back to like the Bree and Chris thing. Like Savannah was connecting to the
1: audience. Yeah, I will say that I think that the, that the song was kind of a boring version of this the way that they arranged it I know they were trying to make it like sexy and kind of like slower but I think this song has so much energy and it's like this like rock sort of like punk like dance and jam around song um that like with it like kind of like slow pace with like these slidey like harmonies I was kind of like it's kind of just boring and I think Almost, I wonder if the way, like, Rudy and Matt were, like, jamming together, I wonder if they had, like, picked up the pace and kept a little more of that, like, energy, if it would have come across better for them.
0: Yeah, so they're done. Um, We got to play the clip of Julia saying ding, ding, ding. That was so good. (laughs) All right, let's play that back. The judges said that Brandon and Savannah seemed like perhaps it wasn't as genuine or deep
2: a connection. Ding, ding, ding.
0: That was just so good. Okay. So then Julie and Sheridan perform as long as you love me from the backstreet boys. Um, it was, so it, this worked and like, it started very soft and intimate and they sat down together. So I liked the way they staged it. It wasn't dramatic.
2: Mm-hmm. It was
0: not moving all over the stage or together and then far away. It was just, we're sitting here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're going to yep. be right next to each other the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked it. I thought it worked. Um, totally not how we imagine the song to go. If you mm-hmm. know this song, because mm-hmm. it's like a big, I don't know who you are. Mm -hmm. It's like a much bigger song, you know, the way it's performed by the Backstreet Boys. Mm -hmm. Um, But their harmonies were great. (laughs) Jordan. (laughs) I laughed so hard when Jordan was stood up (laughs) in the (laughs) middle of the song. You know, I I just loved it. Um, I thought that was really sweet. And like, you could tell if Jordan's standing up, he's like, I am living for this moment. Mm -hmm. Like, this is he has to be bought into everything about that moment. Like
2: yeah.
0: as singers, as a love story, as everything, mm-hmm. if he's going to stand up in the middle of it. So, yeah. um, yeah. So, and I, I think again, when you, something's filmed, you kind of lose that, like how you actually felt in the moment watching the performance. Mm-hmm. So I, I think there's something like extra that was caught in this performance, I guess, cause they had such great feedback. You know, uh, Jordan stood up. Kesha said like, oh, I feel like you have love in your eyeballs.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so I thought that was funny. And then like Jason, uh, compared them to Trisha and Garth. I mean, that's a huge compliment. Yeah. Uh, Trisha Yearwood and Garth Brooks
2: mm-hmm.
0: country singers. Yep. So, um, yeah, I think I loved their, f- I mean, they were clearly at this point, I think they were trying to say like, you guys stand out to us. Yeah. Um, Definitely. I mean, obviously like Brie and Chris stood out as like the in love couple, but for whatever reason, mm-hmm. Julian Sheridan stood out to yeah. the judges. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I really like this. Um, any thoughts? What do you think?
1: Yeah. I think she was ready to turn it on too. Like, I feel like this was an example of like acting, but that worked. Um, because I still think that she has a huge crush on Brandon. Like, I yeah. do not think that she would be, like, as fired up or as upset or as, like, you know, mocking and ding, ding, dinging if she if she didn't still, like, feel something. Um. So, yeah, I mean, I think she's just a really good singer and she just has like a really genuine warm smile and like i said from the beginning she has like bachelorette vibes where it's like whoever is in front of her is like the most important person in the room like she can give you her full attention and you feel Mm -hmm. like you're the only one and sheridan obviously has been on the opposite end of that many times and even though he's like concerned about brandon he's still like every time he hangs out with julia he's like yeah i'm not worried (laughs) and i'm like you should be (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> so I think that I, she just like does a really good job of like you know sharing like a warm smile with him and like twinkling so in right. her eyes you know like as she's singing well, she, to him whether or not she's like you know head over really heels or him. not I don't know
0: right I think she has like a warm presence mm-hmm. that just like is very obvious yeah um so I've listened to a lot of other podcasts and they're trying to like figure out who would cross over well into like the bachelor world, mm-hmm. like post mm-hmm. the show. Mm-hmm. I definitely think she would. Yes. Um, I think, I think the fact that Savannah got the f- very first interview with the official bachelor podcast with Rachel and um, Becca,
2: mm-hmm.
0: my guess is that production loves Savannah.
2: Mm-hmm. If
0: they're going to give her that very first interview, they mm-hmm. love Savannah. Mm-hmm. However, in my opinion, and I'm sure she would do well because she's hot and she's pretty and like, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever from that alone, she looks like a person in bachelor nation. Right. However, um, yeah, I think Julia's personality and obviously Julia's beautiful too. Don't get me Mm -hmm. wrong, but Mm -hmm. she doesn't look like a quintessential bachelor nation girl. Mm -hmm. Um, Julia, I think would perfectly cross over into the bachelor world because she's like like you said, has this like bachelorette vibe to her, like Mm -hmm. whoever I'm talking to is the most important person in the room. And, um, you know, she's like honest to a fault, so to speak, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or wearing her heart on her sleeve to a fault. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I would love to see more of Julia if she does not win this entire competition. Um, yes.
1: Yeah. I really like her. Agreed. I like her too. I like her voice and she lives where you are. Yeah, Philly. She lives in Philly. Yeah, it's crazy. I wonder if
0: we can get her on. Like, I don't no, think we I can bring have... her into your apartment. Um...
1: <laughs> Not anytime soon, probably. Um, yeah. But yeah, I should reach out to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, so yeah, so Julia and Sheridan. And then mm-hmm. after them came Natasha and Ryan. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I just wanted to note. So they had another commercial again for Claire. And, like, if you'd like to be considered or uh, – we're still casting for Claire's season of The Bachelorette. Yep. Anyway, they have posted that every episode, which I love because, hello, we're in quarantine. And, like, I'm sure whenever they finally film it, they're not going to get all of those guys to come back on the show. Also, they've gotten a ton of critique for the fact that, like, half of them are below 28. And that's BS because she's 39. <laughs> And I don't believe she's going to marry someone under Mm -hmm. 10 years younger than her. Maybe 11 years, but, like, that's the most. Anyway, that being said, um, they're still casting. And no joke, my husband looks at me and goes, should I go on it? (laughs) I was like, you asked? I was like, you think she's hot, don't you? And he was like, well, should I go on it? I was like, oh, my God, here we go again. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like a game we play of like, Oh, should I go on the bachelor or should I go on the bachelorette? So I just thought that was funny. Yeah. Um, cause we were thinking about it. We're like, damn, I really wish we knew more single guys. Like, I don't know. I just feel like everyone we know pretty much is like married or in a relationship and yeah. You know. So like, we don't really have anyone that we work with or yeah. that we are friends with that, we could nominate
1: for Claire's season, but I wish we did. I know. I know like no single guys. Right. Yeah. Hmm.
2: yeah.
0: So anyway, if you're listening and you know someone amazing for Claire's season, nominate them. Uh, Don't tell them, just nominate them Mm -hmm. and (laughs) send in their hot pictures. And, uh, God, I just want some good guys for her. Like I'm really, waiting for that season like yeah. really really still excited so anyway we'll talk about that in another episode but um all right Natasha and Ryan back to the real episode that we're on uh they mm-hmm. sing "Stay" by Rihanna mm-hmm. so glad Ryan played the piano because mm-hmm. he has to showcase his many talents and yes. he is so talented he is. <gasps> oh my gosh I mean I think everyone's on the Ryan train now. I Mm -hmm. think I'd be shocked if a listener writes in and says they're not a fan of Ryan, but like he's so attractive and he's such a good artist and Mm -hmm. yeah. And obviously Kesha and Jason Mraz are both into it. Mm -hmm. Um, It was such. So if I were to pick the best, like I'm vibing the romance of all the performances, this is the one. Yeah, like as much as I know, it's like I know Chris and Brie are very in love. Mm-hmm. I, I felt a connection when they were singing. Don't get me wrong. Like if mm-hmm. I were to pick number two best connection on stage, it would be Brie and um, Chris at this point. Yeah, it might get like way stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as on stage, Natasha mm-hmm. and Ryan. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Like I would have, that, that would have sold out. That performance was so sexual. They both were incredible singers. They like touched each other and like, I don't know. It was just like, it felt honest. It didn't feel forced, but it Mm -hmm. also felt, um, rehearsed. Right. Because it, it, let's be real. It should be rehearsed. Yes. I think a lot of these performances felt unrehearsed. Mm -hmm. And I think that's just like lack of, um, professionality to some degree i hate saying that i know they're all agree but uh, when you you made a point earlier in an episode you're like they're all professionals and like uh, i don't know are they i think they're all like somewhat professional or like as far as
1: like as far as like like cringing while you listen to them like i'm not worried they're gonna hit the wrong note like that's what i meant but you're right i think this shows that that they are kind of at different levels. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. all I mean. You're right. They're, yeah. I,
0: they're all great voices, but mm-hmm. like different parts in their career, as far as like uh, how often they've performed and mm-hmm. recorded. Yeah. Yeah. With a band or an orchestra or whatever. So, mm-hmm. but this performance, I was like, Oh yeah. Knocked it out of the park. Very well rehearsed. Very like, uh, just not nervous. Like I wasn't nervous watching them for mm-hmm. a second. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. so I love this.
1: Yeah, I think that it goes, because we were talking about sort of like acting or like um, performing, and I think this was a performance. The difference between this and some of the others was that there was just such a conviction in their voices, and I think part of it is just sometimes, you know, there's like those people with just those powerhouse voices where like no matter what they're singing... They look so into it because it Mm -hmm. takes so much energy for them to get it out. You know, that they're like, it just goes perfectly hand in hand with the message that they're trying to say. And they're like begging each other, like, I want you to stay. So as she's like squatting down and like singing, (laughs) like with all of her might stay over and over again, like it just goes so well together. Like she's performing 100%, but she also, it feels so genuine. Like she really wants him to stay because that's how she sings. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think that he fed off of her. I'm glad that Mm -hmm. he, like you said, had his own moment at the piano because it made me feel like they at least saw what he can do. If he hadn't done that, I think that they would have definitely been like, oh, yeah, she is like a star and you are like a mere mortal man. You know what I mean? Um, if
2: he hadn't so, done
1: what? If he hadn't played the piano. Like they already oh, yeah. said, Jason Mraz definitely noted that she is like, she has so much energy and she's just like revolving around him. Like He she said is- she was... literally he he said she's soaring all around you yes that's the word yeah soaring i Um, thought that
0: was kind of a dig i was like it was a little
1: bit i think it could have been worse though if he hadn't showcased some of his piano playing skills because she is just so powerful for lack of a better word maybe they had no other
0: way to like phrase she's like She's the performer in this duo, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and maybe they need Ryan to show up more, or mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I think, I don't they, know. Just sing, I think they just sing. I think they
1: just they just have different vibes. He's like a they Jason. Do. He's like a a John Mayer, like jammy, like guy, and she's totally. a pop singer. So when they sing together, it's, like it's going to be uneven. Yeah, it's going to be a little uneven, but I think that they're both incredibly talented and could have successful careers. That's what I just hope he isn't looking at it like, oh, she's going to be successful and I'm not. Yeah. Because I don't think that's how it's going to work out for them. I think they'll both be very so successful in their own rights. Um, but yeah. I mean, this- she already is. Let
0: me just note that she already is. Like, she's actually. I, from what I've read about all these people, I think she's one of the more further along artists than a lot mm-hmm. of them. So mm-hmm. she's performed extensively in like um, a lot of like LGBTQ performances, like all over the world, mm-hmm. um, all over the United States. Um, she was on like American Idol for Holland, I think it is. I think that's what it's called. Oh. Um, yeah. So she was uh, well, not American Idol. I'm sorry. The Voice. Mm-hmm. um she was on the voice uh and I don't know how far she got apparently she didn't she didn't win or close to it but um well yeah it was the voice which one was it this is her singing it hold on Yeah, so she's like energy. a lot of energy, but like she's not singing as much in that, you know. Mm-hmm. So I wonder I don't know. Maybe she's worked on her voice more, or maybe she just like it wasn't the right time for her, who knows? But yeah. uh yeah, I think she's pretty well established, you know. Yeah. Like more than he might be at this point, you know, he's like recording on his own, he's like
2: mm-hmm.
0: made his own EP. Um, but She's probably, she's clearly had a lot more performance opportunities. So I'm yeah. not surprised she was soaring above him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think that's a diss. Yeah. I, I guess, you know, they'll have to figure it out as a relationship, but uh, I don't know. It, it makes sense to me knowing her background.
2: So yeah.
0: anyway, I'm excited to see more of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we end with Jamie and Trevor. <laughs> Jamie's like doing jumping I was dying. I'm sorry. She's like squatting, jumping, squatting, jumping, (sighs) squat,
1: like getting amped up. Yes.
0: I totally related. Like, I was mm-hmm. like, oh my God, I get it, girl. I get it. Like, so I think she has, I'm pretty positive, she has a conservatory background. I forget where she went, but mm. she did go to college for like at least two years because she's 21.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And then maybe she probably dropped out and moved to Nashville
2: because
0: mm-hmm. uh, she recently moved to Nashville before the show started. Mm-hmm. So, that being said, if she's done like two or three years of college, she's probably used to like being in this environment where they're like, okay, we're about to go on stage. Like, let's do our like lip rolls. Like, let's like, you know,
1: roll up our shoulders and like, yeah. move around our bodies. One, two, and, like, three, four, oh. five, six, seven, eight, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, five. Three, five four, like these like things around. where you start shaking your limbs around and like, yeah,
0: <laughs> totally. So I think she's totally like used to that, like environment where like, Oh, like this is how I start every performance. Like mm-hmm. I shake things out. I roll things around and like, I don't know. Maybe the others did it too, or maybe they did not but I loved it. It was so funny. Mm-hmm. And then of course, Trevor's doing absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> <laughs> they showed a clip of him at the end. Like, Oh, you want to know my pre performance ritual is it's uh, yeah. And he like drank a beer. I was like, all right, I'm ready. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ugh. like he was kind of, it was funny of course, mm-hmm. but it was kind of like mocking too, that like people have little rituals and like things they do to get themselves ready. Um, you know, like let's be real. If you're a professional, you're not smoking or drinking alcohol before you go on stage. Like mm-hmm. you're going to have a a moment where you tap out if that's your your habit, because mm-hmm. it's not healthy and mm-hmm. your voice is going to be affected. And like you just can't do that. So mm-hmm. I'm just gonna bring it back to this. The very ending clip at the end of the episode, they showed all of them like running around the house and like like I said, like doing or doing trills, like one, one, up. two, one, one, two, three. One, one, two, three, mm-hmm. four, three, two, one, like that. And mm-hmm. what else did you do? Oh, I loved Rudy. Was Pushing it the or Ruby? The wall. Did yes. you ever do that in voice yeah. lessons?
1: I um, mm, or like in Not life? in voice lessons, but yeah, in life, yeah. Okay. I was gonna say I remember Before doing shows that and stuff, yeah with my old
0: voice teacher. We like ah! and like what mm-hmm. else did we do? We did things like breathing exercises. She would like have me lie on the floor.
1: hmm Yep, did that
0: take big breaths and like i would sing fully lying down
1: huh huh like, huh where you have to like push the air out from your diaphragm <laughs> would
0: you do that lying
1: down yeah yep. it, Like okay yep
0: oh you're right no i think there were times we sang like i would sing an entire mm-hmm. song like, okay now let's sing this aria lying down
1: <laughs> okay <laughs> you know what it reminds me of it's some of it is like actual like warming your vocal cords up and some of it is like borderline like superstitious like routine ritual like you like you were saying you called it a ritual it reminds me of like sports if you look at like mm-hmm. like a pitcher or something or like sports Basketball. players yeah they do these things with their hats they do these things with their and it's like they're not ready until they've done it and well same
0: with like yeah yeah yeah. And Like basketball, you'd like do like layups. You do like a ton of layups, or you do like uh free throw, sh- uh, foul shots. You do yeah. a bunch of foul shots at the foul um, Well, that foul seems line. more
1: like functional, like actually getting you ready. But for ba- in baseball, I just think of all of these weird, like superstitious things, where they're not actually like, they're not actually like physically preparing them. It's like a mental game of like, now I'm ready. Now I've done my little ritual thing with my fingers and my hat and my thing and now I'm like ready to pitch. And it like it's whether it's like whether it's an actual preparation or whether it's just like a mental now I'm I've prepared myself superstitious mm-hmm. thing. Either way, it's like valid and they kind of I agree. It was like felt a little sad cuz they're like are you making fun of singers? <laughs> because we do weird things (laughs) I know I know I mean it is ridiculous to look at it's like watching sports like why are they doing wiggling their nose and like brushing their forehead and like picking up their hat five times and then they're ready to go (laughs) it seems silly but
0: for them it's like necessary I know it's so sad I think I was watching that whole ending clip and I was like Why are they making fun of them? This is normal. (laughs) (laughs) I literally was like, wow, I'm merely you haven't taken yourself out of the the bubble. Like I felt like I was in the bubble watching it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is normal. Yeah. So anyway, for those of you watching, yes, I know singers look like crazy people. But Mm -hmm. yeah, you're right. Some of it is like truly warming up your vocal cords Mm -hmm. and some of it like what Jamie was doing, jumping Mm -hmm. up and down. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Might just be a ritual she has, like you yeah. said, like a sports kind of, you know, relating to a sports ritual. But yeah. I thought it was hilarious. Um Yeah. So anyway, and it, part of it is to the storyline, too, that like Jamie's mm-hmm. so nervous. Mm-hmm. Jamie's messed up a lot. She's afraid she's going to ruin it for them. <gasps> mm-hmm. And then they go on stage. And I mean, she's great. Yeah. Like, I don't. I honestly, personally, I didn't think she was, like, a showstopper. I wasn't, like, oh, my God, I'm obsessed with this. I was just, like, yeah, Yeah, she's good. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. Mm -hmm. And, like, he was fine. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I didn't – I wasn't, like, wowed by it. -hmm. I was, like, kind of annoyed watching the feedback from the judges, how they are like, I was just so invested in, like, your vulnerability. And I was, Mm -hmm. like, what the heck?
2: Yeah. What? Mm -hmm.
0: What are you seeing that I'm not seeing? So – I will say I've gone on her page, not saying that it wasn't good. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I thought it was great. I think she's much better than he is. Hmm. And she was better here than she was singing Gravity and mm-hmm. what else? And the the other performance. So, like, yeah. look, she's had two times to sing in front of an audience, so to speak, at this mm-hmm. point mm-hmm. before this performance, where a lot of them Like Brie, this is her first time singing, Mm -hmm. you know, or Becca and Danny, first time singing. So she's had two other times to sing. You know what I mean? Like they've really prepped her for this moment, Mm -hmm. um, comparatively speaking. And yeah, she sounded good. But I was going to say on her page, um, she does. I will say she does have a vulnerability. Like the way she sings, she is like kind of like a country singer, Mm -hmm. it seems like. And she sings with like her whole face and her whole upper body and like her eyes and her neck.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh yeah, she kind of is just like the way she sings. She's not singing to other people. She's just like almost like in her own head mm-hmm. the way she sings. Mm-hmm. So I'm interested to see that play out with like, will that connect to Trevor mm-hmm. or if that's just like her style? Cause I like it. Like, I like watching these videos on her Instagram of her s- by herself singing her guitar. And I'm like, oh, I really like you. Like, I like you singing.
2: Mm-hmm. It's like
0: very entertaining.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, But yeah, I'm just curious how that will translate to like trying to sing that way, but also build a romantic connection on stage.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting so maybe- to see
0: maybe that's why they didn't comment much on like their connection or about Mm -hmm. like them as a couple, but Mm -hmm. they just made such a big point to bring out like her vulnerability.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think it was like a relatable moment too, where like, wow, you're so brave for like bringing that up. And I mean, kudos to her for like looping him into that. I think she was smart in saying, you know, like I didn't overcome all of this on my own. Like, She was smart to say like, I couldn't have done this without him knowing that like the only way she's going to win is with him. So, (laughs) so if she like, you know, expresses that like he's helped her so much, they are a team, um, then that just builds their story stronger for like a potential like touring opportunity where Bachelor Nation comes to see the two of them, um. So this was the first time yeah. watching this
0: that I was like, oh, okay, I think she knows what is happening here. Mm-hmm. Like, I think she does like him. I think yeah. it's very clear. She likes making out with him. Mm-hmm. Somehow she like falls to his knees. If, she, if he's like, I really like you, Jamie. She's like, okay, great. Sounds good. Let's make out, <laughs> you know, like that's what we've seen thus far. Mm-hmm. She clearly likes Trevor for like his boyish charm and
1: mm-hmm. he plays
0: and all of that he brings, even mm-hmm. though he has cheated. And she doesn't like cheating.
2: Right.
0: <laughs> Makes no sense. Although watching her on stage, I thought this was semi-calculated. Yeah. Because she did bring up the point, like as soon as Chris Harrison's like, how are you feeling right now? And she's like, oh, I'm just, oh. she's like, I've spent so long being a scared little writer in my bedroom and I wouldn't. Like, and now here I am on the stage and like, I wouldn't be able to be here without you. I don't know. Like mm-hmm. Yep. That just doesn't come from the heart, I don't think fully.
2: Mm-hmm. I think
0: I think I don't know. I, I'm really curious to see them play out together and see more from here's what I'm gonna say. I will believe her in that moment more. Like like maybe it's revisionist history, but like right now I don't fully believe it. However, mm-hmm. if the show plays out and I sense that it's a little uneven, like she's more into him than he's into her, mm-hmm. then I will believe that moment. then I will believe that moment that like, yes, truly in that moment, she was like, oh my God, I just did that. I just performed in front of a group of people. And here I am. I'm so used to singing by myself. And I just did that. And like, wow, Trevor must, in her head, she's thinking Mm -hmm. I only did that because of Trevor.
1: Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't Mm -hmm. know if that's true,
0: but like she thinks that's what she believes.
1: Yeah. I will believe that
0: 100% if and only if we see the show progress and it become clear that like she's really buying into her love story and mm-hmm. he's not as much.
2: Mhm. Otherwise,
1: I think they're both
0: calculated.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I would uh, I would agree with that. That's yeah. Yeah. So anyway, everyone
0: else gets a rose. We know the mm-hmm. episode ends. Beck and Danny go home. Mm-hmm. Uh, a few people are you know upset over that. Uh This is hilarious. Apparently Savannah and Becca were best friends, according to Savannah, Hmm. which I don't know if I like maybe it's true, but I also think that's like a cop out answer Mm. because Becca went home early enough that like Savannah doesn't have to claim that she was close with Rudy or obviously not Julia, but the other girls left are Rudy and Brie and Natasha Mm -hmm. and Jamie and mm-hmm. if Savannah can't say that she was close with them right. because they all were competing against one another cause she obviously wasn't close with them. It might, it makes sense that she was close with Becca.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So, but who knows? Maybe it's true. Um, uh, but that's what she says and mm-hmm. Becca and Danny go home and we are left waiting for the final few weeks. So we have yeah. three episodes left. We're halfway there. Mm-hmm. Um, let's write our predictions real quick. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's predict right now who of these couples, from what we've seen thus far, who we actually think will stay together post-show,
2: mm.
0: and who is the final couple who will win this competition. All right. You go first. So yeah. who is still together? Mm-hmm.
1: I think Chris and Bree. And, okay. I think Chris and Bree together. Okay. Name more together.
0: Because do all the together couples, and then of those couples, who would be the one on tour?
1: Hmm. Okay, Chris and Bree I think will will be together. Maybe long-ish term. Um, okay, I'll name the other ones.
0: Matt and Rudy. Mhm.
1: Yeah, I could see that.
0: Okay. Brandon and Savannah.
1: Um, no. 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 Julia and Sheridan? No.
0: Um, Natasha and Ryan?
1: Yes. Possibly. Okay,
0: and J- Jamie and Trevor? We- yes. And then yeah. who do you think's the final couple?
1: I don't know. I I mean I want to say Brie and Chris, but I just don't know because I think that like Jamie and Trevor or like Natasha and Ryan, for example, are like maybe going to be better at acting. I don't know, what do you think? Okay. This is hard cuz like I'm like I don't want to be wrong. <laughs> you have a good track record so far. I think I think you have a pretty good one.
0: Uh, So Here's my thing. I'm trying to think of like who are the final two couples in the finale. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And for whatever reason, I think it's like I want Matt and Rudy to go far because I love them vocally a lot. Mm -hmm. I have a feeling there's going to be some sort of explosion. And they're not teasing it yet because like they don't need to because it's going to take up like a whole episode. So
1: Mm -hmm. I think that's going to be like
0: episode five, Rudy and Matt explode. Before the finals, mm-hmm. uh, like there might be like four couples, and then it goes to two couples, and like mm-hmm. they're one of the four. I think there'll be like final four. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think they'll be out. Bree and Chris holding. Um. So when I say hold, it's like we'll get back to them in a second. Mm-hmm. Beck and Danny are obviously gone. I think Brandon and Savannah will be out before we know it. Julie and Sheridan as well. And the only reason why I say that is because like, um. Again, they're selling a love. The show's trying to make this way more about a love story than the music.
2: Mm -hmm. And
0: from a love story standpoint, the Brandon Savannah and Julia Sheridan are both doomed. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And we've also seen a lot of them and typically in bachelor history, the way they're producing it. If they're showing a ton of you from the get-go, it's because they don't have to show you all six episodes. Mm -hmm. Well, in this case, there's only six episodes. So Mm -hmm. I think those couples are going to be out soon enough mm-hmm. um, because we've seen a lot of them.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: and then we have Natasha, Ryan and Jamie and Trevor. So I think those couples will go till the final four as well. Um, where I'm confused on and mentally is are the final two couples. It's definitely Brie and Chris in my mind is one of the final two couples. It's either going to be Natasha and Ryan or Jamie and Trevor. Mm-hmm. And, Oh, I wish it was going to be Natasha and Ryan because I think we're getting a lot of airtime of them, of mm-hmm. like them as a couple, um, not even as a couple, but just them as powerhouse vocalist.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: I don't know. I just have this like gut feeling that like they're going to play, they're going to sing, they're going to be awesome and then. I don't know. Some They're going to buy the Jamie Trevor's love story more because mm-hmm. Jamie is so into Trevor. Mm-hmm. And I think Natasha and Ryan they are going to get that. Like you guys are sh- wicked talented. Like you're both wicked talented, but like if we're just going on love alone, I don't know. So I think, Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to go with Jamie and Trevor and Bree and Chris as the final two couples. Mm -hmm. And I know that, uh, Caitlin and Jason were, um, the bachelor couple that, um, saw that final episode and they were Mm -hmm. the judges on that final episode,
2: Mm -hmm.
0: which was aired, uh, or not aired, but taped, uh, February 13th. Mm -hmm. So now the question is who wins Jamie and Trevor or Bree and Chris? And I think it's Jamie and Trevor's dream to go on tour. And that's been such like a through line. Mm -hmm. And then let me think about this for a second. Like I really am like, let me process this. So I'm such a verbal processor. (laughs) It's like the producer is going to. Are they going to show us that is the through line episode one And then show us their love story throughout in snippets so that by the time they win, we're like, oh, yeah, that's right. This was their dream. And now they're getting their dream. And we're so happy for this couple. And individually, this is both of their dreams to be on tour. Either that's the story. Mm
2: -hmm. Because let's
0: remember, there is a story department in this stupid show that Mm -hmm. I love.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) There's a story department and they're the one creating the story then then the editing team has to like edit down to fit the story Mm -hmm. that they've created from hours and hours of footage Mm -hmm. so it's either that storyline or it's storyline of love conquers all and it's brie and chris all right brie and chris that's my gut i had to literally go back and write the most (laughs) <laughs> recent bachelor and bachelorette process what was the story what was the winner
1: mm-hmm. and how
0: did the story become that and mm-hmm. it's Bree and chris yeah so that's what i'm calling we'll see yeah um but my bachelor story based on how i know editing and production work is that this is Bree and chris
1: i think bachelor nation would like love seeing them in concert
0: I would be pumped for that pairing. I mean, we've already spoke to the whole fact that they're a interracial couple Mm -hmm. and I love that. Mm -hmm. Um, But I just love, I know a lot of people actually, it kind of bothered me. I listened to so many other podcasts that made fun of them, like the way they like sang at the piano and like, they thought that was so weird. And we had already um, released our episode Mm -hmm. where you and I discussed how we loved that. Like Mm -hmm. we loved how, they sat at the piano that wasn't the piano they were like sitting on just benches right mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. both playing the guitar and mm-hmm. kind of like sinking through their words and yeah. it was kind of awkward at t- by awkward it was like sometimes they were speaking sometimes they were singing sometimes mm-hmm. like it didn't make sense what they were saying but like
2: yeah.
0: like that is how people communicate like it doesn't always make sense
2: so yeah
0: you and I love that Yeah, I thought it was a cute. lot of I thought it was amazing. I thought it was like, this is real life. This is like how artistic people think. And mm-hmm. like, they're just like mm-hmm. creating. They're like, anyway, but bachelor nation, they don't get it. They're like, ah, <laughs> oh, that was crazy. That was such a hoax. What? That was ridiculous. I'm like, oh, you guys just don't get it. Whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but, uh, that's fine. So yeah, I'm going for and Brie. Yeah. I'm pulling. Cool.
1: Yeah. Love it. So,
0: Three episodes left. Um, I'm really loving this show. I am honestly happily surprised. Like I truly thought this was going to be like awful. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I I just wasn't buying it. I wasn't even buying the cast of characters or the concept of the show. And um, you know, this is like a new show. They haven't done a new show in Bachelor Nation. I mean, Winter Games was a new show and a new concept, and it's been that was what. 2018
1: mm-hmm. 2017 yeah
0: 2018. so it's it's been a while and yeah. even before when that happened we they hadn't had a new show in years so i i'm excited mm-hmm. i'm i'm like very happily surprised and yeah yeah i think it's great so mm-hmm. anyway if you've listened to this entire
2: episode
0: <laughs> hopefully you've loved it um if you haven't already please rate and review us on apple Podcasts. Let us know what you think. Um, It's so much fun breaking this down and I hope you've enjoyed it as well and learned a lot, hopefully. Um, Yeah, so we'll see if our predictions come to fruition, uh, if our analysis is correct. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to break this next week down with you guys. So I'll see you guys soon. On the Wings of Love is hosted by me, Marilee Green, produced by Chelsea Dick-Smith with music by Purple Planet. Thanks so much for listening to On the Wings of Love. You can find us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts, On the Wings of Love, a Bachelor's podcast. You can also find us on Instagram at On the Wings of Love Podcast. Please comment, rate, and subscribe. We would love to have your reviews. And I'll see you guys next time.